0: Good evening. Uh, Let's learn. Today is Parsha Shalach. And how lovely is it that we have a discourse on the Kuti Torah that we've been studying all the commentaries. We've been studying all the explanation discourses because we've done already most of the main uh, maimarem. We haven't... So all we're left is with The Mimarim that are coming to explain the Mimar. But this week, Parsha Shalach has quite a few, a lot of Mimarim. And here we have a new Mimar we've never learned. So, in Makuti Torah and Torah OR. So that's very special. Um, To say that I understand it, no. But um, let's learn it together and it will hopefully come together. Okay. So in the Parsha, there is a. The Torah talks about. A story that happened in the Midbar that, um, in the end of the parasha, Uh the the Jewish people were in the desert and they caught, and the person was found to be Makoshesh Eitzim, Beyoma now This was the second Shabbos that the Jewish people were going to keep Shabbos. Now we know that if Jewish, if you didn't keep two Shabbosim then we would be already have Mashiach. And here we had the second Shabbos. I guess this must have happened earlier, right after the giving of the Torah. This was the second Shabbos, and we found someone violating the Shabbos. What was he doing? He was Makoshesh etzim. He was gathering wood, the simple meaning he was gathering wood. According to some opinions, what does the makoshish mean? There's a few different opinions what makoshesh means. Um... So he brings over here. What, what could Makoshish mean? Um, Mar Oymar, there is one who says mavir arba amish hoyo. He was carrying the wood on, in a public place on the street. We are not allowed to carry on Shabbos. He was carrying in a, in, a, in a major, in a major thoroughfare where people pass by, on a major boulevard. It was rishusarabim. There was no erev, and he was carrying the wood. Ma'ar there's another opinion was tolish he was uprooting the wood meaning he was he was pulling it out he was cutting it he was chopping it or pulling it out of its uh, um, yeah he was pulling the wood out from its roots so he was that's tolish tolish means you're not allowed to one of the 39 forbidden work on Shabbos is you're not allowed to disconnect something from its source where it's growing and others say he was making bundles. He was gathering together, making bundles, which is another prohibition on Shabbos. So these are the various different. In Shabbos, Tzadik Vav, it gives the various different things that this person had done. Okay, so uh, yeah, he wanted to. Sh- I mean, there's different things. Some say that he he did it l'shem shomayim. He did it for a for a good for a good reason. He wanted the Jewish people to see how severe. Desecration of Shabbos is, and to see the punishments, he was literally putting his life on. on He knew that he would be put to death, but he, but this he felt would teach them a lesson to be very careful on Shabbos. So he was willing to be the one that would, you know, that would be the example for everyone else to learn. Okay, but upon him, he was machal Shabbos, he, he desecrated Shabbos, and it says they didn't know what to do. They knew that someone they caught him. They knew that someone who, who's Machal Shabbos gets capital punishment, gets put to death, but they didn't know exactly which death, which, in which means, because the Din has various different types of execution. They didn't know, they put him in jail, and then Hashem told them what happens that a person who violates Shabbos should be stoned. And this is what happens. This is the parsha at the end of the parsha, discusses the Makoshish Aetzim. Fine. So we need to understand. If this is the first Jew, and who was he? He's an interesting person. Because he had good intentions in doing it, he's considered a tzaddik. Yet he, you know, he did not vary. He was put to death. Um, But in any case, who was he? Uh, He was the, the, the man, Tzalafchad. His daughters are the ones who were asking that they should get their father's portion in the land of Israel. Where was their father? Their father was put to death. So the fact that they were however considered very righteous women you see Hashem out of all people in the desert you know there were people always coming up with various different complaints and different things most of the people who started up with anything got whacked the only people that stood up for something and not only did they not get punished but they got applauded and Hashem was all excited about them were these the daughters of Tzafhad and they wanted a portion of the land of Israel. And God said, let them have what they want. So you see that they must have been the daughters of a great tzaddik. And even though they had to be put to, had to, be put to death, but there was something deeper over here. Now, our mimer is not going to explain the quality of tzalafchad's intentions, the positive element of tzalafchad. Quite on the contrary, our mimer is going to explain the sin that he did. However what's going to come out but it seems that the mimer is explaining why when we're talking about desecrating Shabbos and for whatever reason this man wanted to desecrate Shabbos but why the desecration of Shabbos that could be done in so many different ways you can make a fire you can cook food on Shabbos you can write we have 39 main malachas on Shabbos you can build why was the, desic- the, the, the example of desecration of Shabbos and the severity of it, that you put someone to death, done in regards to cutting wood on Shabbos? And the Alter Rebbe is going to explain how in the spiritual inner Indian of what Shabbos is all about, cutting wood on Shabbos is actually getting to the root, At it's, its, its, its negating it's negating, it goes against Shabbos in the deepest way. There is something about wood, particularly on Shabbos, and that wood should be attached to its source. The fact that one cuts wood on Shabbos, it's not just an individual violation in regarding to Shabbos, but it is something that, that slaps Shabbos in the face. And that's why this is this is the example of Chilul Shabbos. More than any other example of what we can have, violation of Shabbos, is the person who's makoshesh Eitzim. Because doing an act of Mekoshesh Eitzim on Shabbos is going against the whole inyan of what Shabbos has to be. And that's what the Alter Rebbe is going to explain in this mimer. Why Shabbos is all about the Eitzim. And doing the makoshesh Eitzim, which is the wood or the trees. And, and to be very, very brief... What we're going to learn on the Maimer is that when it says Eitzim, which means wood, it also means trees. And we know that the whole story in creation evolves around two trees. The Eitzachayim, we go back to the Garden of Eden, you have the Tree of Life, and then you have Eitzadas, you have the Tree of Knowledge. And we know that we we were banished from Gan Eden, and we can't touch the Tree of Life. Tree of Life is been removed from us. H- had we not eaten from the Eitz HaDas, had Adam and Risha not have sinned, we would have had access to the Eitz Chaim. we would have lived forever. But obviously it means more than just physical life. We would have attained a certain awareness and a consciousness and an attachment to God that would allow us to be, as, to be eternal like God is. We would have, okay? But we were, we were, for some reason, because, because of the sin, we became, and we, we brought Ra inside of us, we can't touch the Eitz Chaim. So where are we? So in which realm are we living? We are struggling in the Eitz Hadas Tovera. We're still purifying the Eitz Hadas. Once we complete the work of the purification of the Eitz Hadas, the Tree of Knowledge, then we will be go on. We will be able to go on and connect to the Eitz Chaim. Now, that's going to be in the end of days, and what's going to happen then? The Eitz Hadas. Once the Ra is going to go away from it. The Eitz is a mixture of Tovera. Once we purify the Eitz and the ra goes out from the Eitz which really means we all have Eitz inside of us, our animal soul, our, our, our world that we're living in is a mixture of good and bad. And once we can purify our consciousness and our reality from good and bad, then we can connect the Eitz to the Eitz And that means each and every one of us, we can be connected to the Eitz and then we go on living on a much higher, deeper level, on in an infant level, way, way, way beyond. And that's only going to be after Mashiach comes. However, in some way, we have a little bit of that on every Shabbos. On every Shabbos, we get to experience the eight Achayim. Why? Because we know Shabbos is ma'ain Olam Haba. Shabbos is like a small, little, uh, micro, uh, uh, microcosm of the macro. Which is, which is Yom Shekulei Shabbos. So the whole union of Yom Shekule, of of the Shabbos come, Mashiach will come, the ultimate Shabbos, is that the Eitzach Adas is going to be connected to the Eight Haim. Two of them are going to be unified. Which isn't the case now. But on Shabbos, we are all supposed to go back into that. We're supposed to have a moment when we're elevated back into Gan Eden And we're like Adam and before the sin. And we, we're above the world. We're above the struggles. We're above... The mishmash, the confusion of Eitz Adas purif- cause And we know that Eretz Shabbos, the purification that is going to happen when Mashiach comes, and that is that the good and the bad are going to be separated, and the bad is going to be removed forever and ever, and the good is going to be unified and elevated above, to a certain degree, that happens every of Shabbos and Friday night. Friday night, one of the main reasons why we shower Eretz Shabbos, you're supposed to shower of Eretz Shabbos, is because to separate the Ra from the Tov, it's the heat, the hot water of er Shabbos, takes the klipa, all the Ra and flushes it out from our system, pushes the Ra like at the beneath the world, and the Tov is elevated. Friday night it's elevated. Shabbos morning, we're living in the eighth sachai. Shabbos morning, our consciousness is in the tree of life. Now, but what does it mean? It means people that were our, our, our reality is the Eitz HaDas, but we're elevated and the Eitz HaDas is now integrated into the Eitz HaChayim. What this guy did when he desecrated Shabbos was that he did not allow the Eitz HaDas to be sublimated into the Eitz HaChayim. In other words, he, he, so he negated the very notion of Shabbos. So it wasn't like he did any other malach. In other words, again... We, we mentioned earlier that this person Mekayish Eitzim Chazal say did it with proper intentions. He wanted the Jewish people to take Shabbos seriously, so he wanted to show what violation of Shabbos will do. But so he could have done any of the Lama Tes Why was he doing Mekayish Eitzim? Why was he cutting wood? Remember, I told you earlier, Mekayish Eitzim can mean a few things. But one of the, the Alter Rebbe seems to be learning he was chopping wood. The idea was he was not. He was disconnecting the Eitzachayim from the Eitz from the Eitzadas from the which is really the antithesis of what Shabbos is all about. And as we're going to see, the Alter Rebbe is going to explain it in Avoda. Now what does it mean to live in Eitzachayim consciousness? And what does it mean to live in Eitzachayim consciousness? And he's going to explain that there is, that Eitzachayim consciousness is one level of, of Avas Hashem, love of Hashem, but a love of Hashem where there is still a struggle between loving the world and loving God. Eitz Adas is that your Eitz Adas also has kedusha. It's Eitz Adas Tov V'Ra, and according to Kabbalah and according to Hasidis, uh, the 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 Malchus, the Shechina is called Eitz Adas Tov vera. because it creates a world that's Tov vera. But the Shechina is called the Shechina is Kulo Tov. It's only kedusha. Shechina doesn't have any rachas for inside of it. The Shechina doesn't have it. The feminine side of God doesn't have any bad. But since Ra could feed off the Shrina, that's why it's called Eitz Adas Tova Ra, because the because it supports the world of Ra. Okay, but 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 it's kedusha. So when we're living in Malchus consciousness, that means we're living in a certain in, in a reality of finite reality. We're not really experiencing the truth of the Eibster. We're, we're experiencing only God as He is related to the creation, as He is a creator of the creation. And therefore when we love Him and we attach ourselves to Him, it's because we recognize that He is the core of our lives. There's our life and He's the core of our life. And He's the pleasure of our life and He's the source of our life. And we have to make that choice. But, 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 but our hearts, as we're living in a world of confusion, you don't know we see that God is life. Because the way the world is created, as it is created in a mixture of good and bad, is that the world sometimes drifts off or we get blinded and the world seems to be so real without God. And as a result of that, we begin to develop passions and excitements to worldly things that are ungodly. But here's a struggle. If you're a Jew and you want to love God and you have a mitzvah to love Hashem, you struggle constantly. Am I loving the or Am I loving... It's the, it's the fight, between, it's the battle between the neshama and the body. Constantly it's a struggle. So even And we have a mitzvah every day. Get back to it. You can explain over here. Serving Hashem with love is brutal work. It's not easy. Because you have to really, 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 really deeply meditate and contemplate to bring yourself to love Hashem. And even after you manage to love Hashem, and again, how do you love Hashem? There's only one way to love God. The only way to love God is to bring, is to make God very real. And the only way you can make God very real is to really contemplate on this: that everything we see in the world that is part of our life and our existence, and 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 what is, and what is pleasurable to us and alive to us, that really is Hashem. And without God, it's nothing. There's nothing there. It's empty, hollow, nothing. No, no at all. So one appreciates that the abyss there is life and the abyss is my life. But in order to come to that, it takes a lot of difficult labor, a lot of work. And, and, and when we finally get there, we can maybe remain in that zone for maybe an hour, two or three. And then slowly, the concealment of the world starts kicking back in. We, 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 we go out of that panemistic consciousness and we, enter, we float back into the concealment and the Kalipa consciousness. And the world again gets the better of us. So it's a competition. It's back and forth. That's as long as we're living in Etzadah's consciousness. But the Rebbe is going to explain it's possible for a person to break out of the clouds completely. And to become to a place where, you're, where, where, where the Abish is not some, somebody you're choosing because you feel that he is the reality of your life, but rather something much deeper happens. Because you're experiencing God not as a creator of the world, but you're experiencing the there as God really is. And when you experience God as God really is, there's no competition. There's nothing in the world that can ever clash with that love. If your soul senses, as said, the Rebbe is going to explain the idea of Soviv Kalalman, how the Ebishter is really above it all, and all worlds are nothing. So if, 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 if the Ebishter is above the world, what kind of relationship do you have with him? Why do I have a relationship? If he's totally above creation, what's my connection? I live, in cre- I live in creation, I don't live beyond creation. The answer is you're a Jew. And with you, God made a covenant. And the covenant that the Abishnah made with the Jewish people is that He we are connected to the Sayyid of Kalama, to the EmS of the Abishta, infinitely higher than the world. Once a person gets a taste of that, the love that comes forth is an infinite love. And then that and that love you can't forget. Once you've been there, that's it. It's not like the Rebbe says. Once you've touched the soul of Kalam and love, you're going to be a flaming inferno fire the rest of your life. That was going to happen, but it leaves such a mark and such a deep impact in 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 in, in, in your consciousness in your, that you can never buy into anything else. Nothing nothing else excites you anymore, and only God. So you can go. You're not going to. You're not always in the fervent state, but you can always very easily come back to it because it's it's not like there is, I can be excited about this, or I can be excited about that. It's a whole different reality. If the abish, there is the reality of your life, because he's the reality of the world, so there is, so then you need to be smart. In other words, you want, then you have to evaluate, what is the world? I love my life, I, I can recognize this type of my existence, and I have to realize that God is the premius of these. Sometimes I realize it, sometimes I don't realize it. So why am I liking, why do I love God? Why am I excited about God? Because God is the reality of my life. So my life is something. And therefore, it's a competition between having the wisdom and the understanding who really is the power of my life. But the reason I love God is because He is the substance of my life. Of of this reality. So this reality can compete with that. But once you're experiencing a make with it's a whole other reality. It's a reality that's ain't sof. You you felt the infinite. Once you feel the infinite, it's not like feeling life. You're feeling Chaya chayim, the fountainhead of life, not life, but what is higher and deeper than life. That's ain't sof. That who once a soul is touched by that, there is no that's avarabah. That's quote great love, infinite love. That love we're gonna learn in the mimer is called Etzachayim, the tree of life. And it's something that we're going to live when Mashiach comes. We're going to be living in that love, in that reality. But on Shabbos, every Shabbos we can go to that place. Shabbos morning, davening is supposed to be experiencing Etzachayim love. Seif of Kalaman love. Avarabah. It's on a whole different level. It's only that Again, in when Mashiach comes, it's going to, it's going to fully permeate us in a constant way. Now we touch upon it on Shabbos. And that's the idea of the Eitz Achayim and the Eitz and, and Ha... Uh, okay, so let's read inside. That's a synopsis on the whole mimer. t'u This was actually one of the early mimerim. The Altar Rebbe said this. And the, 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 the difficult thing with this mimer is... There is no maimarim from the Rabbeim based on it. At least the mara makoimis in the back, um, the 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 ones who uh, wrote the the footnotes in the back, did not give me because they usually in the beginning of a maimer say, you know, they look on this maimer, there's different versions of it or different. Here, there's nothing, and it's one of the, in the maimarim the altar rebbe said in Tafkuf nun vav, which means in the years when he when he was still saying shorter more fiery maimarim. Later the maimarim, the discourses changed and they became more intellectual, more more brought down in, in explanation. These maimarim me-mar- were more soul, fiery, burning maimarim. And this is one of those maimarim, of the earlier maimarim, of tafkuf Nunvav. In any case, before and okay, In Chabad, there is an Indian you know, of before Pettiburg, before the Altar but went to Petersburg, and after Petersburg. So let's go. And they met someone who was a With So Zoyar says, When it says that the man was Mekoy Shish there's two types of Eitzm. There's the tree of life. And there's the tree of knowledge. And he, the Zohar says... Was inspecting which one is greater, the etzachaim or the etzadas? In other words, amar apchiah kseva yimtu ish mekayish es etzim man etzim hocha. What is etzim? Or man he, who done? Who is this man? Eladot salafchad. This is salafchad. Vevedayik al ilon ilonen, and he was inspecting these trees. Hai menayurav al achro, which one is greater than the other? Ve'loy chasha shli yakare damarai, and he did not care for the honor of his master. And he changed Shabbos for Shabbos. So again, I, I, when I'm looking at the Zohar, after, you learn, after I learned the Mimer, and again, I didn't learn the Mimer well, so I cannot explain the Zohar afterwards. Meaning, so far, maybe today after we learn the whole thing, we'll be able to go back to the Zohar, and yeah, explain that. My limited understanding of the Mimer just basically says how this person was separating between the eight sadas and the Eitz Achaim. That's how the Alter explains it. Over here he says, he was evaluating which one is greater. That doesn't seem to be explained in the Mimer at all. And what does it mean? He didn't care for the Master's glory. What does that mean? And what does it mean that he exchanged Shabbos for Shabbos? What does that mean? Vado d'chisiv, but the Zohar says, ki Now if this was Tzalav Khad. If this was salavchad, so we'll understand later when the Benoit salavchad come to Moshe and they asked that he should give them a a a, a in the land of Israel, they said our father died and he wasn't part of all the other sins. Ki he died for his own private sin. So the zohar is is taking the word chet o, and the zohar puts the word chet vav. His hate was relating to the vav of the yudkevavke. He was poigame game in the Vav. Bechet Vav. Why? Let's see. We know there is Yud kei Vav kei, And Vav is called the Etzachayim. The tree of life is the Vav. That's Teferis. Teferis is the tree of life. Malchus is the etzadas. Follow? Malchus is the etzadas, And Teferis is the Etzachayim. Since he was um, separating the etzadas from the Etzachayim, so, Bechet Vav, he was a in the Vav. Because our Indian is what? The Indian of Shabbos is to elevate Eitzadas into the Eitzachayim. And he didn't want that. In other words, he rejected the notion of Eitzachayim. Bechet Vav Mes. Begin dine Sosim. And that's why the Zohar says. What did the, it, the Pusik says one thing about him is they, they didn't know what to do with him. They put him in prison because they didn't know what to do with him. Interesting. It's the one place. What y'all do? They didn't know. So the Zohar says, why? Because we know the difference between the Vav and the Hay. The Hay is called Almadiz Galia. The Hay is the revealed part of God. Whenever you have a Hay somewhere, even in TikTok, when you have the hey, it says a mountain. When you say Har the mountain. So you know, and it's, there's an expression that says, hey, ha yidua. The hey is known. malchus is called the reveal, because it's where godliness, it's malchus Pe. malchus is the mouth. So it's the element of the divine that is revealing itself to the creation. Vav is called Hakadosh Baruch The vav means kaddish, and what's kadusha as we're going to learn in the Mimer, that's the main point of the Mimer. Kadusha is what, that which is transcendent. That which is above, that which is not knowable. That's why they didn't know, because all the Pagamim of all the Averis are always in malchus. Mitzvahs are called mitzvahs amelech. So when you're not obeying a commandment, you're violating malchus. If you're violating something in malchus, then you know the punishment, because malchus is a known is a known world. But since his pegam was in the vav, that's higher than malchus. Which is a concealed place, so therefore, they didn't know what how to punish him. This is something that's related to the silent realm, and that's why it wasn't revealed openly. The Kutchabrihu Aved Yakar and Baruchu was the one who made honor for his honor, which means in the end. The Ebrsh the level called Hakadosh Baruch who stood up for his honor, which is Eitzachayim. Okay, that's that's the Zohar. So how does the Altareb explain this? Lahavin, we understand this. we need to understand in Yenakadosh. <Hebrew> we need to understand the Inyan of Kadusha that Khazal say, Adam mekadosh es maat. Sages say that if a person sanctifies himself a little bit, then the person is sanctified from above a whole a lot. You just have to do a little Kedusha. A person tries to make himself holy a little bit down here, they give him a lot of Kedusha from above. It's, amazing. it's an amazing um, encouragement. Because the person thinks, you know, what can I accomplish? With and says, you don't have to do a lot. You just have to make an effort. You try a little bit, and you'll get a huge boost from above. But the Alter Rebbe wants to go deeper. What does this really mean? That they makadish him, they give him kedusha from above. So the Alter Rebbe says, the chazal means something very specific over here. That it doesn't only mean that you become connected to God. Kaddish, you know, you do. Chalol holiness. Becoming holy means being more connected to Hashem. So the altar says, now that's usually related to Shekhinah. You say he's a tzaddik, the Shekhinah dwells upon him. Shekhinah shayra When a yid learns Torah, it says that, if you one person learning Torah, Shekhinah shruah, the, 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 the Shekhinah rests upon him. That's Shekhinah. Here the Kudah that it's saying is not Shekhinah. It's saying kedusha. Kedushah is much higher than Shechina. In other words, the person that's Mekachin Oseh means HaKadush Baruch Hu shayra Not Shekhinah shayra that's the chiddush over here. Shechina represents the level of the divine that's already contracted, limited and very much part of creation. The inside of the the element of elokut of the divine that is invested within creation. Hakodish baruchu represents that which is transcendent, the orange Sof, the infinite, and that's the chiddush over here that we can access the seivev. But it's going to take work. What is it going to take work? Now here's the Indian and the ma'am is an interesting idea. The, this itself of accessing the sa'iviv kalam has two parts to it. Part of it is your work, and that is adam mekadish atzmai ma'at. You have to do a little of sanctification, a little bit. Again, that too is a very high avodah. In other words, you can be a very good Jew and I don't at all be touching this. Halavai, we should have shechina with us. Shchinah is also Even ten Jews come together, the shechinah dwells upon. Even ten, it's very powerful. But it's shechinah it's not kedusha. Kedusha is much higher. So to be able to access kedusha, even maat, it's a lot of work. But the chiddush is, after you do a little bit, then there is a gilui from seiver from above, a higher, much higher kedusha is pumped into your soul from above as we'll see soon what, what does it mean accessing Kedusha a little bit from below and then Kedusha coming from above but the Altered Rebbe is going to explain that this Kedusha that's the Eitzachayim as long as you're not living in the realm of Kedusha you're not touching Eitzachayim what you're touching is etzadas. Etzadas is uh, Eitzachayim Eitzachayim it's, uh, it's, it's a, a very high level as long as you're not chas in the outer parts of the Eitzachayim which is can even reaches into klipa, not that, but it's is also good, but etzachayim is related to kedusha as we're going to see soon. So, adam give him a lot of kedusha from above. The here the altar Rebbe clarifies it does not mean ashras hashchina levad. This doesn't mean merely the dwelling of the shechina. omru because on this it says other things. Shchina If it would mean that, it would say We turn over the page. Even one person that sits and studies Torah, shchina The shchina is with him. By the way, I just want to step back for one second. I just I mentioned earlier that the chait of the of the what's his, of the what is of the eitzim was that he was separating the etzach, etzadas from the etzachayim. He was se- separating the hay from the vav. He was causing a period between these two trees. The heif, etzachayim is the vav. That's why chet, chet vav. And etzadas. That's, by the way, it's hinted to in the words mekoshesh. Rabbi Bahaya says, why? Mekoshesh is only shayach by kash. Kash is straw. This guy is doing etzim. So it should have said, ish melakit etzim. He is milaket eitzim, or he's chopping wood. Uh, what's this Mekoy Shesh on wood when 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 fits only for kash, which kash is straw? And the answer is shesh. He was doing a pagam in shesh in the vav. See, shesh is six. Sheish is the vav. In the word shesh you have the pagam in the vav because mekoysh. And he explains what the word mikav sheish. He went out of. The sheish. He disconnected from the Vav, uh, from the inyan of the Vav. But in any case, back to what we're saying over here. What is the inyan of Adam, a person sanctifies himself a little bit down here, and he gets a lot of kiddushah from above. And the inyen who, another idea is, so to understand this, the Rebbe is going to explain. I'm just going to do it very briefly to what I said earlier. Shchina. The levels of Shekhinah one can access even when one is serving God in a limited fashion. Shekhinah, as we said earlier, what's Shekhinah? Shekhinah is God as He is vesting Himself in the finite creation. So even when you're still living within the finite realm, within the world, you're a, you're a, you're a worldly being. You're a, citizen, you're a resident of the world. Your reality is the world. And even God, how do you measure God? What is God to you? God to you is the battery of the world. God to you is the power in the world. And you love Him. You're excited about Him. But it's world. So that's Shekhinah. Shekhinah is connecting to that which is the element of the divine that is vested within creation. But Kedusha represents that which is, Kaddish means removed, that which is transcendent. So Kedusha means to experience an attachment to to the transcendental. That means loving Hashem Himself, not loving God as He is the power of the life. But how can you love God Himself? You have to experience Him. And when you experience God Himself, the infinite, then then your love is a love of madness. Your love is a love, and nothing in the world can ever, 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 can ever, chas distract you. Nothing in the world can compete, as we said earlier. If you're in the realm of Shechina, then you have. We said Shechina toiv v'ra. Sometimes you're tilting towards toiv. Sometimes you can you can be caught up in the ra, because Shechina is, as we said many times, Shechina ragleha She's vulnerable. She she puts her feet down into the world of Mavis. So there is a tug of war, good or bad. Yeah, not because you're living. The world is real. You're. you're Even your godly experience is worldly. So therefore world can be can be a competition to it. But if you're experiencing God as God truly is, ain't sof, then your love is ain't sof. And how can a human being experience an ain't so love? Love, he's going to say soon. It doesn't really settle in your Kaylee. Your heart can't really absorb. It's a love that's hovering over you. It's like a mass. It's like you want something, but you, you can't even want. You don't even have a Kaylee in your heart to love because the love can't. It's felt in, a little bit is felt in your heart, but you're really swirling in a powerful love that's much bigger than you. It's almost like there's a force that's a, a pull, a, 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 a madness that's. It's higher. It's bigger than what you can. There's no keli for it. But again, once you f- once a yid the zaychat, this love, there's no there's no going back to anything. To it. There's nothing that you can uh, uh, that that can later chas come and throw you off. That's it. That, that's called touching the etzachai. That's Kedushan. That's what he's going to explain of it. and he's, and again and, 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 and he's going to he's going to base it on one inyan. In the Shema it says And his basic Indian is based on what we have just discussed is As long as your love to Hashem is still That's If you touch the Then your love to God And if you're touching what's called Kedusha Then your love to God is Means With your infinite Passion with an infinite desire. That's his chilak. And what does he base it on? Chazal say an interesting thing. Uh, let's, let's read it inside. In the Indian, it says in Gemara as follows, it says in the Pasuk, in Parsha's Vahoyim Shemaya, the second portion of the Shema, it says, you should gather your what? You should gather your dugon. Your dugon is your uh, your grains, implying that we the Jewish people have to work for a living. Hashem is gonna bless us if we Then there's another possible that says, that strangers are gonna come and they're gonna and they're gonna, and they're gonna um, shepherd your flocks. That means implying that, wow, that we don't have to do anything. The non Jews, the Gentiles are gonna be one doing our work for us. So Chazal want to know, which one is it? So Chazal say like this, When we are doing the will of Hashem, when we do the tzaynei shalmakam, when we do the will of Hashem, then what? Then others will do the work for us. When we're not doing the will of God, then we have to do the work. to So all the Mofar jump and they say, hold it. How can you say that, it, that when do we have to do the work? When we're not doing the will of God. Because it says, Vasafta diganecha. You, you will, you will in that very same. What, what comes before Vasafta diganecha? What is it stated right before Vasafta diganecha? Vahoya im tishmo. El mitzwe Hashem shemele If you will listen to God. Not only that. Ula avdai. Bachol u Ubachol nashechem. Not stomach, you're working. You're listening. You're listening to the Abishter with love, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your fervor. No! That's called, a Chinese shall shalmakim? You're not doing the will of God? So the Maggid, the Marsha asks the question, and others ask the question, the Maggid, the Rich Maggid, gave the answer. And the Altar Rebbe always quotes, always brings this title. Here he doesn't quote it from the Maggid, but it's the teaching of the Maggid, where the Magid says, in Vahoyim Shemaya, the difference between Vahoyim Shemaya and Vahavta, in the first parasha it says, Bechol Lovavcha, Bechol Nafshecha, Bechol In the second parasha, it says, Bechol Lovavcha, Bechol Nafshechem, doesn't say, Bechol So, when you're not serving God, Bechol Ma'otcha, it's it's not called, Oysim Ritzayinay Shalmakam. So you see, it's a tremendous difference. And what is it? Listen yet. You're loving God, even if you're loving, but you're loving with a finite love. And it's not a it's not it's not a madness, it's not an insane, insane love. And when, when you're insanely in love with God, which means you're touching this infinite, something infinite has sparked in your soul, and you're driven with madness in your love to God, then what? Then others will do your that's called Bachomo otchem. then others will do the work for in you know the the Vizaru, others will do your work. The Khan, the sages say, "Bismanchi she israel and when you didn't do the will of their creator, of Hashem. The Khan. And over here, Kishino, when you don't do. How can you say that Vasafta de is talking about? When we don't do the work of our Creator, before this it says Ula ofda, you will serve Him, bechol vavchem with all your heart, to bechol nashchem with all your soul. And the idea is the parsha zulay nisgaru bechol maotchem. This means it gives the magid's answer that in the parsha doesn't say bechol maotchem, and that's why it's called einoys. Like in Pasha Shema, I did say, that's why it's still called. It's called, you're not doing the will of of, of the Abish. To understand this. In other words, why do you have what he's basically explaining? You're serving God on the level of Shchina, you're not serving God on the level of a Kaddish Baruch. Kaddish, transcendent, infinite. Well, the havens have to understand this in the Isa B'Zoyar. The Zoyar says, There is no service like the service of love. That means from all the other types of modes of serving God, the highest is the serving Hashem with love. There's no service like the service of love. Fine. But the al is medayik in the words. It doesn't say there's no service like love it says there's no service like the service of love two times the word service there's no service like serving with love and pulchana means not just service it means work there is no service like the work of love so the altar says bichlal to love God in a true real way not a fantasy but a real emestical love takes a lot of work and effort. doesn't happen automatically. Even though we all have neshamas that love God naturally, but our neshamis are enclosed in, in an animal soul, which means an outer external being, that if we don't work hard to uncover our internal consciousness, then automatically we live in superficial consciousness, in external consciousness, and we see the world and we get very excited about it. The world speaks to us. The world excites us. So look what the Rebbe says. Since he doesn't say there isn't any law, there isn't any service like Rishimusa, like love, but he rather says Ah, more than that. I, I think I, I, I just now realized what he's really saying, which I didn't get a minute ago. I didn't get it earlier there's simply you learn there's no service like serving out of love that means you are working but your motivation for the work is the love so what's the work? the work is not the love the work is whatever you're doing whatever you're running around doing mitzvahs you're, you're, you're busy helping whatever you're running visiting the sick all day that's a lot of work you're visiting the sick all day why? because you love the Anderson. so what's the work? The work is not the love. The work is the running around. But if that's what the Zohar would have meant, as and the Zohar means that's so great as opposed to doing it out of fear. Okay, so then what is the work? The work is the mitzvah you're doing. Why are you doing it because of love? Then it should have said, "Lase pulchana." There is no service like 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 doing it Musa with love. You're doing it with love doesn't say that. It says there isn't any work like the work of love. So the Al rebb is medayit. That the love itself is labor. Not just the mitzvahs you're doing out of the love is labor. Quite on the contrary, those mitzvahs are not so so much labor. Because once you're loving already, and you're enthused already, and you're excited already, it's easy to do that. The hard part is to get to the love. That's the hard part. The hard part is to awake... A heart of flesh and bones. I mean, a heart is not of bones, but the heart of flesh and muscle. A heart of, of uh, earthy heart that likes potato chips. That it should start loving the Abishter. Right? That it should love God. That's the hard one. I knew you were taking the pretzels, not the potato chips. That's why I didn't say, I didn't. that's why I didn't say the pretzels. Um, um, so we understand... That the love itself. We understand that the love is an avoid of and it's a great exertion. La to come to love. Even the lower love. See the Rebbe is to tell us, listen here, boy. 10, you should know that even loving God on the lower level of loving God, what's called a worldly love, a finite love, a bechol of love, for sure a bakal love is difficult labour. But even after you finish and you reach that, there is a much higher love to strive for. And that's Ma'odcha. That's a whole different level. How do you know that? And Moshe taught us how to do this. Moshe Rabbeinu, the Rebbe of the Jewish people, was instructing us on how to love God. He said, Love God kihu because he is your life. What does that mean? And when someone will contemplate, A person loves his life. A person should meditate. I love my life. And a person very, very much wants to stay alive. How do we see that? That we love life. We get very worried, chas if there is some threat to our, to our comfort, or chas a threat to our life. Chas no one should have this, but chas a person finds out that there is an illness or something that's threatening their life, that Why? Because we really, really, more than anything else, because we're so accustomed to living, we don't appreciate always how much we love to live. But when there is a threat, chas to our life, what doesn't a person do just to stay alive? Right? So our life is very precious to us. We don't want life to go away from us. So now when someone will take and consider deeply, And this is what a person has to take into his heart. Not the Abish that creates life. God himself is the life. The life, the, 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 the energy, the pulse, the, the power, the life that you're alive, that is the atmosphere. So who do you love? You're loving God. If you love life, you're loving God. Because God is life. We fail to connect the two. To us, God is a thing. Someone over there with a big tall hat, or maybe with a long beard, that's God. God is life. God is, is, is the, 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 the pulse. Not God, as, as He is relating to our reality, is life. And the Abishtha, we'll see soon, the Abishtha is way, way, way beyond that. But, but in our reality, the, the, the life of everything is the Abishtha. And if I love my life, then I love God. The Abishtha Himself is the life that's inside of me. The Chaya of Mamish, and He's literally my life. The is Baruch He is the life force of the world. El yoyinim, the upper ones, not only the spiritual worlds, but the, tachtayinim, the lower worlds, down here, my, 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 my life is Him. And when you understand this, and feel it, then you love God with all your heart, but also with all your soul. What does it mean all your soul? All your soul means, all nafshechem says in the plural. In, in the first chalek of Shema, it says, Bechol nafshecha. In the singular, but in this it says simply, it's because here Moshe Reb in the first chelik he's addressing every Jew individually. Here he's addressing the community. But I think the altar Rebbe is medayik on bchal nafshechem over here. What he means over here is with all your souls, more than one soul, and he doesn't mean the nefshel Nef nefshel Bahamas. What he means in bchal nafshechem all your souls means all the life. We're saying God is life, but life is. Is every power that we have is life, so life translates in us as many powers. There is your there is your brain power, right? your, the power to speak. There's the power to think. There's the power to see. There's the power to hear. So what is that? That's all life, but as life, the various different koychos that life has. When chas someone is dead, there's no thought. There is no, I mean, the, in the body, the nefesh. Is living, but in the body, there's no thought, there's no speech, there is no vision, there's no hearing, right? There is no pulse, there's no digestion. There's no none, none of the. We have so when we have nefesh, we have many koyches nafesh. An and every single koyachan nefesh that we have, that's abishter, that's a lukus. Without abishter, what do you have? You have a dead body. You have dead, You have garnished. You have a dead, dead. Nothing. The emesis, you don't even have a dead body either without God. Because God is the one that c- brings m- the existence from non-beingness. But that's what the Altered is not talking about now. That's that's a whole different point in us. Now he's talking about, let's say even we do have we do have our vessels. Let's say the Kalim we have without God. But one thing is for sure, that the Abister is infusing you with, with, with life. He comes down every day into the world, and he gives it all life. Because he is here. And, and we're, one of the Kalim that he comes into... Is you and me. And when he comes into the kalim, he enters into our brain to give the brain whatever the brain does. He enters into our heart to have our heart pumping. He enters into our digestion system that our digestion system should work. And our lungs should act as a filter and clean the blood, or, I'm sorry, breathe. And the liver should be a filter. And all these operational yanim that are all nafshiistic things, that are all powers of nefesh, all these yanim is Abishta. Is so, with every feature of your being, every element, every nuance of life that you have, love the Abish, because he's your life. There are many powers in a person. And, and, and when we say powers, we mean on the, on the lowest level. Even on the, on the vivid, even when a person is brain dead, let's say, I don't mean brain dead. I mean, even if someone is not, you know, his mind isn't here. Not the, even just on the most physical level. B'nefesh hazan. The power of the, 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 the nutritional power in the body. I guess that that which when you eat, the body is taking the food and figuring out the nutrition, how to be sustained from the food. That That's a kayak in the body. Then there's another power in the body, very physical, but very, very important. The power that in the body... Which is also that that it can push the junk out. That too is a power in the body. And vama'akl, and then there is the digestion, the digestion itself. These are these are all nefesh. A dead a dead body doesn't do any of this. Right? V'chein asichli. Now that's your vivifying physical body. Then you have a nefesh asichli, so it's a higher soul, the one that gives you the higher powers, intellect, emotions, uh, vision, sight. These are higher powers. And, and a person can love God because realizing the Abish there is the power in all these inyadim. Now we can think about this when we're learning the mimer over here. But in order for this to become your reality, in order for this to become what's real by you, you for it to become etched in your heart, one needs a lot of avodah. One needs a lot of toil and a lot of exertion. This doesn't just happen just like this. The Yagiya and great exertion. One has to contemplate and recontemplate and recontemplate till mamish you can see it and visualize it. That every single heartbeat is the Abish there. God is that heartbeat. God is your consciousness. God is your power to move your hand and your fingers. God is the power in everything that you see and touch that's alive is Abish there. In one's mind, in one's thought, but. And this love is called worldly love. Because why are you loving God? Because He's the power of the world, including yourself. So, avas worldly love, it's derived from the world, but because it's derived from the world and the world is finite, the love is also a finite love. It's a measured love. And, Because you're loving, what are you loving of Hashem? You're not loving God, per se, you're loving yourself. But God is your, what, what, what you like about yourself, and that is that you're alive. That's what you like. God is that. And that's called mamalik Kalam, that Hashem fills all worlds, including your body. Hashem fills them with energy, with life. Kennoida, as it is known.. That's why the Abishter himself, the Mamalakalam in itself is Begedermakud. We're learning this in Tanya now. In the last two days, we're learning about there's two levels. There's Memalek Laman, and Sevi Laman, There's the as He's higher than Zman and Makayim, and then there is God as He's in Zman and Makayim, Hashem Melech, Hashem and Hashem, melech, Hashem, melech, Hashem melech. And He's learning about the Shiluv of Avaya and Adna on two levels, where Adna goes into Avaya, or Avaya comes down into Adna. That's a discussion we're learning in Tanya now in the Chitas. But you see over there a very clear distinction that the level of the divine that comes down to give life into the world is called is already related to time. It's related to time and space. So since what you're loving is the mamale, and the mamale itself, the mamale meaning the indwelling light of God, the mamale, the filling that light fills the world, that's what you're loving. Since the subject of your love is kind of finite, it's not the infinite, so then your love is, not, is, is also finite. It's a, it's a limited love. And therefore, the Yavshloi everything that is finite in essence, also can be interrupted. What does it mean that it can be interrupted? You can experience love, and really through a deep meditation, that the Abish there is the pulse of life, and you can really feel love to God, but a couple of hours later, you can love Pasta. Why? Because that inner awareness that the Abish there is life has kind of drifted away and you're like looking at the world and you're not seeing its panemias so it begins to take on a, an importance a significance and a reality of its own and it pulls you away and you get distracted and the heart gets excited about other things than loving the Eivishter heart gets excited about money heart gets excited about other pleasures in life good food good, in, uh, good entertainment this, that other things that, that, that. it's a distraction when someone turns his heart away, obviously the more you do this consecutively every day, the harder it is to get distracted from it, the more permanent it's going to be. But still, it's possible for the love to be, you're focused, you love, and then you're not focused, and your heart gets, it gets into other things. This is all as long as you didn't feel the B'chol love. But when you, when you move to a higher level and you're experiencing something much deeper and that's the love of God, of Bechol Ma'od, Echa, Ma'ayr. What does Ma'od mean? Ma'od means, we were talking about Mashiach the other day, and we say Mashiach is called Ma'od. Adam, switch the letters around, you have the word Ma'od. Ma'od means very much. Mashiach is called Beligvul, much, infinite. Because then it's going to be infinite. So Bechol Ma'od means with, with love God, with your very much, what does that mean? Much means infinite. Because if it's not infinite, then, it, then it's not really very much. Because com- how, as much as it is, it could be more. Right. So, if you know, if I if, if I if I made one day, you know, a thousand dollars, that's a lot for me because I made it. But if you know, if uh, Bill Gates made a thousand dollars, it's nothing. It's just ridiculous. If for him to be a, a much, it has to be. You know, he pulled in another. Ten, uh, you know, uh, five hundred million. well, that's already something to, to consider that he made some money today. So, yeah, everything is relative. But for a gavir that would be higher than him, then even the five hundred million is not a lot. So, you know, so it's not, it's, everything has its, its, its relatives. Until it's not infinite, it's not really much. If the Eiderst says, Love God, means with your mom, means ain't so. And, and therefore, if the love itself is a love, it's an infinite love So it also, the love cannot be interrupted An infinite thing can't be interrupted That means if you experience that love You, it, 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 it's, it's, you never have to recreate it It's there, it could go out of your focus a little bit But the etsem love is still there the call maqam Shenema ma'oid, wherever it says ma'od very much, who is something that never stops. Mahmas, and the reason is, because you're touching, it's stemming not from the mamale, from God as He is indwelling in the world, but rather it's coming from the Soviv Kalaman, God as He transcends all the whole world. He's surrounding all worlds, He's bigger than them. And on that level, kame and another reason. So two things. First of all, he's Ein Sof, and therefore, and your love is coming from that Ein Sof. So the love is also Ein Sof, and that's why it can't be interrupted. But there's another in him. Once you've tasted that over there, the Ebruster's quality is not that he is the power of the world that you're living in. If the Ebruster is the power of the world that I live in. That means he is the flavor of the peanut butter, and I like peanut butter. And he is the flavor and the delight of the peanut butter. Then peanut butter is something that could be in competition to him because if his if his deliciousness is is that he is the deliciousness of peanut butter, or this deliciousness of of of, of whatever other of, of beautiful music or or this experience of that experience, then 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 these things have some. Some value, if quite, if the whole value that he has is that he's the power of that. So we can understand that these things can, if I disconnect them from Hashem and I look at them on their own, they can be a competing power to the love of Hashem. But if I'm loving God, not because he's the life force of the world, but I'm loving God because I experienced the there. now to God, in front of him, everything is literally non-existence. The world don't have... Kula, the Zohar says an interesting lashon. Kula kameh, all before him, is not. That means it has no value at all. Zero, zero. It's not even a crumb. It's not even like a tiny little crumb, It's nothing. Garnished. All, everything that exists is not even. So we can understand that these things, once you experience that MS, that truth, I can't sell you anything. I can't give you something to exchange. You become so one-track-minded. And one and so obsessed. Basically the person goes into an obsession. And no matter what you're going to try to feed them, they're not they become obsessed with God. And that's B'chol Modech. As he says, and the make all before him is not. Kehine, now he's going to explain the difference of the Mamale and the Soviv. And he's explained how Mamale is not really the Ebeshter. Mamale is just a little shine, like a ray shining from the sun. It's not him. Sov is already is already substance of Helikos. It's already something of more... more of, of something, right? because the life force of all the worlds, the upper and the lower, it's only from a breath of his mouth. He's exhaling breath. And with the breath from his mouth, all of his his hosts are created. And now we use an analogy. Just like in a human being. The fact that you lost some breath today. Didn't in any way, you don't give any any significance to the, I've lost pieces of me, I've fallen away because I've breathed a couple of times and I've breathed out and exhaled my life. Even though your breath is a... Is, is oxygen, it's life, It's, it's, it's you're, you're in, in breath you're giving of your life force, but it's not of your essential life force, it's like just rays of life, not life itself. You're not depleted, that's the main thing. You don't get depleted at all by having spoken words, and when you're speaking you're giving of breath. You don't get depleted. Because you're not giving of anything, that what, what really makes you you. You didn't take a piece of yourself, and ripped it off. It's not an amputation, so to speak, of a piece of your being. It's an external... It's like, your nafs is like the sun, and all the speech that you give off, that you're saying, which carries some energy, is just like an external energy, like rays coming from the sun, that's not causing the sun to be depleted, just because the rays are going out of it. Why? Because rays don't have any of the substance of the gas of what the sun is. is. Rays is not the gas of the sun. It's not the substance, it's only a ray. So the ruach piv. The breath of his mouth, is what it goes out. It comes out from his panimi. it means it comes out of him. The and that which is inside of him. It's not your substance of who you are. Because it doesn't cause any change. From before the speech went out, it's not like before I, when I had these words inside of me, I was rich, I had so much more. Now that I lost it, I'm like depleted. I'm like, uh, whatever. It's not that way. You spoke, you didn't. Because it's only a ray. It's only an external ray. So it is above as well. The life force of all the worlds, the upper and the lower, is only a ray and an expansion of a ray. That is drawn; it is drawn from the infinite One into all worlds to enliven them. That's the mamali. It's a little insignificant ray. Avol that 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 shechina memalekalam avol pchin asoyiv kalalmin but the soyiv kalalmin who mashena yachalis labish that which cannot be enclosed in the world toych alma lach yosam to enliven the world why shuupchenis atzmu sayem uhu say mamish because these are like like it's. He's using Sivav to represent the idea of Atmos. This is like the very substance of God Himself that cannot in any way it's infinite, it's believable, it's ain't sof. The worlds can't handle it. It's in, ain't, ain't sof above the world. So comes out to the Sovave, the mamale, the whole world is zero. There's nothing. Alasaiviv Kalaman, it's soiviv all worlds, my law up and down, meaning to, this, to the mamale kalalman, there's great differences between the Mamala that's enlivening the brain and the Mamala Kalaman that's enlivening the toes We understand that the energy, the life force of your soul that's, that's, that's enlivening your brain is far... has much greater quality than the life force that's in your toes there's great differences between the various different powers but that's only as long as we're dealing with the mamale light and the same also by God. You understand there's major differences between the higher parts of the world that are receiving powerful energies and a little ant that's receiving a tiny little little crumb of a crumb of a crumb of a crumb of a crumb of a, crumb of a, crumb of a whatever. That's only as long as we're dealing with the energy that the Abish is infusing in the creation. But the Soviv Kalman energy is equally above, just like it is above a tiny little ant, has no connection to the Sovev light, it's also above the greatest angel. They're both equally removed from it. And he, he he relates to both of them equally. Because worlds, in general, mean nothing to him. They don't have any meaning to him at all. They don't occupy any space. It's, it's not, It doesn't have a psalm matthias And that's why it says, What does that mean? His glory is on heaven and earth. The meaning of that is that from the level of glory, it's interesting, usually hoidai, many times we say, is, is referring to the mamalik almond. No, but here he's learning, hoidai is also still the soul wave. His glory, that's his light as it is, not contracted to the worlds. His infinite light, al, equally surrounds Eretz Vishamayim. Earth, the physical realm, shamayim means all the spiritual worlds, they're both equally removed from Him, meaning equally insignificant to God. Eretz <laughs> nidma Earth is compared to heaven, the Kamei, because all before Him are absolutely garnished, nothing. <laughs> now, when someone, this is how we explain the general what the soul is. And why? To the sovev, worlds, in Yiddish you say, kashum worlds don't have any value, any significance. If someone truly experiences this, then this happens to the person who's experiencing this as well. That worldly things become absolutely meaningless. It, literally meaningless. So as a result of that, when once a person is turned on to God on this level, that's it. You can't you can't distract him. He's not distractable. Nothing in the world can capture, can like, di- because it's all meaningless. It's all zero. That was it. He has one obsession: God. That's zehu zeh. And therefore, this love from the soiviv loy will never change. Machmas for other loves. That's why it's interesting. It says that malchus is called asar de Mishtani. It's called a place that changes. Eitzhadas toiv vera. Malchus is called a place that is always changing. If we're living in a Malchus consciousness, we're changing. One day we love God, the next day we love the world. It's back and forth. But the Eitzhachayim, the tree of life, which is higher than Malchus, which is the Za'ir Anpin, the Za'ir Anpin, the six emotions that are higher than Malchus, which are still the tail end of the Einzoth, and that's called sovev kalam you see we're used to thinking that only kesser is sovev but compared to malchus even the zeir anpin is also called sovev a kodesh but it's called kedusha kodesh and that sovev it's, it's also an encompassing light over the world so that too it's called de loy meshtani it doesn't change that's why women are more moody than men they change much more than men five minutes ago you were like this suddenly you're like whoa what happened and men can't figure that out. They have no idea what how. How in the world? You, two, five, two minutes was like this, and now, because women are connected to the level of Malchus, which is a place to mishtami. but the 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 man's soul is plugged into a place that's more uh, more um, stable in the sense that it is and not so uh, not so jumpy, all right? But Alkaponim, and you see that the, the difference between is all, the difference between these two madregas are also the sun and the moon. The moon is always changing. She's bright. She's dark. Bright, dark. Back of a big, small. Changing. The sun, consistent. Strong. as So as long as someone is loving God from the moon-like realm, it's das tovara. That's that. Loving Hashem from the sun-like, from that, oh, that doesn't change. It's always there. Look on the part part of the 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 part Look the part of the part of the part of the part the part i the I the it it's chachlili oh, yeah, for sure. That was one of our our really geshmaka here. Yeah. But in any case, in the Maimar um, chachlili, he talks about these two. Um, and he calls, I listen to the Lush, And I, I think it's going to enrich in what we're learning over here. A worldly love. here, here how the Al is saying an interesting thing. I have tonu. You have in love into us. Why? Because a worldly love is something that you can absorb inside of you. Ahav means the love can settle in you. Because it's a finite love. If it's a finite love, it can settle in your heart. It can go into a keli. Pidish mislabeshes This love is enclosed in our souls. nefesh keli. The nefesh is able to be a keli lahagable, to limit and to enclose the love, zu to be the, to be, that inside of that the soul should be laden with the love. The love should settle inside the neshama, but the great love it's taking place in your soul root. It's not taking bechol really. It's in your neshama. It's not so much in your body because your body can't factor. It doesn't mean you can't be conscious of it. You could. But it's more like in the nish- part of your neshama that's above the body. And when you're experiencing it, it's almost like a transcendental. You're, you're going beyond, outside of your body to experience it. Because that's the only place you can feel an infinite excitement. Because <laughs> we said, remember I asked you earlier, how can you even know a place that's higher than creation? If we don't, we are, <laughs> we are creatures of creation. So why do I care about a godly light that's above creation if it has no connection to me? The answer is because you have an neshama, you have an antenna outside of creation to feel the to feel God as God truly is because of your soul. That's what he says. And therefore, and Hashem hasn't changed, that He's totally above worlds. And he says the difference between, and there he gives a marshal that what are the worlds? To this light, to the Soviet Kalaman, it's not even like one drop in the Atlantic. This is so important for us to realize. When we're talking about the insignificance of worlds to the Soviet Kalaman, it's not even like one drop to the Pacific Ocean. Because one drop to the Pacific Ocean has value. Why? Because the Pacific Ocean is made up of a gazillion such drops. So even though you'll say, What's one drop? Nothing! Imagine the ocean. Look how much water there is in the ocean. One drop that goes on your nose when you get a little mist to spritz. Go, what is it? Nothing. Yet, nah, it has more. It has much more significance to the ocean, that one little drop, than all of creation and all spiritual worlds have to God. Because it, this is zero. Zero, zero Zero mamash. okay. And therefore, the chain, these words... Therefore, on this love, on avaraba, it's interesting, in, in Nusach svard, those who daven, and the Nusach I used to daven before I started daven Nusach Harim, we say, avaraba Ahav Tanu, Hashem al The The Altareb is Nusach is Avas Oylam Ahav, so Ahav Tanu. And based on what we explain over here, we understand what Ahav Tanu means, Ahav Tanu, you have in love into us, you enable that love to go inside of us. The Avarabah we have, but that's not, we don't have it. It's hovering above us. We can't, ahav dig. You can't eat that love. You can't, you can't, that love cannot go into a vessel. As he says over the love that comes from this level, it's not enclosed literally in the nefesh. I'm not teaching yet inside, I'm teaching still from here and the nefesh is not able to limit it, <speaking in Hebrew> it's hidden, and once in a while, it can emerge, and then you experience madness. <speaking in Hebrew> Fine. But then he says, <speaking in Hebrew> but here's the main point. The difference between avas olam and avarabah, the difference between these two loves, is ki avas olam, the worldly love, <speaking in> habba <Hebrew> that comes from his boyninus, <speaking in Hebrew> from contemplation, And from the depth of the way we contemplate how God is the reality, God is the world, Yeshla LaHefzik has an interruption. Why? If your heart turns to other things, then what? Or you get occupied in your thoughts, with the worldly occupation, get involved with other stuff, with worldly stuff, the love is going to depart. Because there were suddenly the, you, you, you saw God as the reality of the world, and now you're looking at the world without the Abishter and the world suddenly seem, becomes a, a serious a serious entity to to recognize and to give 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 importance to. Right? avaraba which isn't the case with the great love. Shebeshayrish nafsheh that's on one's root. Memakor the root lo never is interrupted even if your heart turns to something else because if you're a human being obviously if you felt this love not the Venavi who felt this love and they they took off they didn't stay around too much afterwards but if a person doesn't allow himself to take off because we're not supposed to take off so if you come back you're going to have to still do your laundry you're still going to have to eat you're still going to have to live your life so your heart you're going to turn away yeah, but you—it's like a person. It's like a person who fell in love, and is in is like madly in love with someone. So even though they're eating or doing other stuff, they cannot take their heart off their love of their life. They're like obsessed. They're crazy. That's what it is. It's a love. There is nothing to distract you. It's like when someone is so obsessed with something sometimes, you you can't have any distraction. Even you, you, you can be seeing, looking at the most amazing thing, your mind isn't there because your heart is in your love. And that's what happens. There's no competition. Nothing can stop or busy or interrupt this love. Now it doesn't mean that you're going to be, have the conscious of it. That's what I, I found over here, that it doesn't say in our mind, it just clarifies. This love will always remain. A trace of it is there. All you need is a little thought, and boom, it's going to, be, it's going to come back into focus. Um, the memory of it. is etched in the heart. It will never... I mean, I wish. I wish we would have ever felt this. He's talking about something that if you, you taste this, uh forget about it. Oh, so how, however, do you bring this love, de Giloy? This bachomod. How oh, but here the Chiddush the al Rebbe is going to say is an amazing thing. This love that we're talking about over here, this higher love, it's so high, it's so ain't self so, but the good part of it is everybody has it. That's Ava Mesuteris. Every Yid Be'etzim has this love. Because his nisham is a chilek l'kaim imal. Every Jew has it. It's just concealed. The other love, that is far more accessible, and it's far more part of who we are, and it's a much lesser love, yet we don't have it. We have to produce it. The lower love is something that requires our work to make. The higher love is something that we don't have to make. We have it already. It's an inborn. It's part of our... It's part of our DNA. and our spiritual DNA, we have that love. However, just because you have the love doesn't mean it's easy to unlock it. It takes work, not contemplation. You know what it takes? As the al is going to explain. It takes uh, some serious withdrawal from worldly pleasures. This is a type of love that you can't activate unless it's there, but it has stuff blocking on it. And the stuff that blocks on it is a, a, an attachment to worldly things. As long as a person is still attached to physical pleasures and delights, you'll never experience this love. One has to forego and let go of every type of physical pleasure and enjoyment. And then, uh, if you first work your way through the lower love, you can attain this higher love and then, and and, and that was that. I guess it's worth it for 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 someone to feel this ain't so self love. It's worth forgoing on all the other pleasures. But the problem is that if we could only taste it before we for forgo on every other pleasures, and then we have something to work with. Now we just have to believe what it says over here that it's really awesome, and we're afraid to give up on all the pleasures because we're afraid we're going to lose something, we're going to lose something in life if I'm not going to have all the pleasures. But the Rebbe said that if the if all the uh, Balataiva in the world, if all the um, I translate Bali Taiva. All, the, all the, the lustful, the people the, that are into, uh, the people of, of, that are pursuing their, their, their desires would know the pleasure of the divine. They would drop all their pleasures and go running after this because nothing can compare to it. All right, so now let's see. Avel, um, as He says, yeah, look in these two places. We're going back to here to the maimer. V'avizu Mepchenasev of this love of saivik lamen loy tishtana la'olam will never change. Machmas avas acheres because of other loves. Deshum oifam. Now, by the parentheses here. The line begins with the word of ofan. like it says, ma'yim rabim loyuchlu Lechabis as ava. That all the torrential waters cannot extinguish this love. Why? Ma'acha she'eina mislabeshez toich Another reason why this can't be extinguished is because it's not contained in a vessel. If it's contained in the vessel, then, then something else can di- distract it. This remains hovering above. So, canal. Oh, but he says. And every person according to his measure, and it's hard to understand what he means according to his measure. According to the khur, this means according to the spiritual dynamics of his neshama, not so much according to our work. Everybody has this underlying subconscious love. That, that, that your nation are all tzaddikim. How do you know from the Pasuk, that everybody has this love? Everybody does this. Does, I mean, what's the indication from the According to this, we have to say that we're called because of this love. It could be, just I'm giving a little mystical interpretation. And it could be that this, since this love, as we said earlier, is a love to HaKadosh Baruch It's a love, not to Shina, to the Mamalik, love to the Soif of Kalalman. And that's related to the level called Sadiq, Because Sadiq is Yisoyed. Yisoyed is higher than Malchus. Sadiqim. It's related to Yisoyed. Yisoyed is still the, Yisoyed is the, is the Hashpah of the orange Saif into Malchus. But it's the orange Saif. That's... So therefore, we all have the union of tzaddik, which is the idea of yisoid, which is this. Is, we're going to see soon that's talking the union of yisoid because he's going to explain this. is The union of bris Brismila is this fanatical attachment to God that transcends reason. It's not a it's not a measured love. It's like you've you you've, you've touched. It's 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 an insane love. It's not a it's not it's because you can't fathom it with your mind. You know it with your soul. You know it. You know it um, intu- intuitively, and we all have it intuitively. But again, the question is: Does it? Is it? Is it coming out? But it's 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 a soul intuition. It's not a intellectual uh, chesed and calculation kind of a thing. It's not an isboynetist. thing Indian, the Indian has to come forth, and he's going That's why it's called bris. Because a covenant, when two people make a covenant, means they're, they're attaching themselves to each other on a level that's higher than an explanation, higher than reason. Because what's the idea of a covenant? Even if we have reasons to get into a fight, we're not going to. Meaning even if reason is going to call to break the relationship, since we made a covenant, we made a deal, it's a pact. Because if, if, if we're planning to leave the relationship based on reason, then why do I have to make a pact with you? We love each other, what's the problem? We're making a pact in our friendships. We're saying, even if something might arise one day in which my mind or your mind would say that you know what I should drop and run, I shouldn't be connected to you anymore. You know what I am. Not, we're committing to raise the relationship to a place that all reasons in the world can't break it. That means you're picking it up higher than reason, higher than understanding. That's the idea of bris, and that's the idea of tzadik, the because tzadik and bris and yisay is all one in him. It says. This is the covenant that God makes between us and Him. And it's only between us and and Hashem because the only creatures in creation that know God as God is beyond creation is only Jews. Not Gentiles. Gentiles can only know God as the creator of the universe. They cannot have this intrinsic knowledge because they don't have an eshamah that's part of that transcendental light. Number one, not even malachim either. Malachim only know the shechina; they know the dwelling, Mamala kolam. They don't really know seiviv kolam. Vahoyel ois bris. It's a covenant Be'ini you and between me and you. Uksiv another pasuk ki ois baini beini ubeinecham. This is a sign between us. Bris olam, and that's another Indian. It's eternal. It's an, it's an eternal covenant. Can't be out. Pidish ois bris u pchenas avazu. This ois is this love. U pchenas seiviv from the soy <speaking in Hebrew> It cannot be enclosed in you. It's not like <speaking in Hebrew> that has gone inside of you. You can't be, you can't enclose this in your vessels of your intellect or even of your heart. As I said before, this love doesn't fit into your heart when you're experiencing it. It's almost like an encompassing madness that's that's throwing you, that's propelling you, much bigger than what your heart can handle. This love hovers above you in a makif te and that's also the meaning of it's between us. It's not inside of you, it's between me and you, which means outside. There's you, there's... I don't know what it means, the because the Ebershta obviously could contain this love because he's infinite. But at least in regards to us, it's it's between us, not inside of us, but in between, because the love is too big for us to absorb it and understand it. The Now, this level of, of godliness that we are loving now of the Sai of Kalaman is called Qadish. Shekhinah is the opposite. Shekhinah is the Memalek Hashem dwelling in the world. Kadosh is the Abish's transcendence. and so Loy Bishar not with other names, the or other nicknames. They don't call God Rachum. Because all the other names and all the other substitute names. They all indicate some kind of action that God does. Rachom, for instance. Because he has Chanon, Because he does this. Each name. kale because he does Chesed. Even Havaya is also a name that describes a certain something. He gives. He is the one who embeings all beingness. Havaya, Melashon Mahava. The Abish is doing something. There is no name that's relating to Hashem himself. Not... The only name that Chazal were able to find on God, that's referring to Him, not to anything He does, because that's, is Kadosh. Kadosh means removed. That's why they refer to Hashem <laughs> Ha <Ha-Kaddish> Baruch Hu, meaning it. Afilu sheim avaya, even sheim avaya, shemahava, He's bringing something out, me ayin from nothing to something. Ma sheinkein Shem kadosh, the name kadosh, moira al atzmosai. Is indicative on the very essence of Hashem. Shu Kadosh Umovdal. He separated. toich He's not enclosed in the world. The ain't And oh, so what's and that's Kadosh. What's Kadosh Baruch What's Kadosh Baruch? Baruch is the opposite of Kadosh because Baruch does mean Baruch always means to draw down. Kadosh means that which is non-drawn, transcendent, removed. So what does Kaddish Baruch mean? Ah, it means that the Or Ain't Sof, that is Ain't Sof and that is above, does to a certain degree tilt himself to the creation. He's really Kaddish. He tilts himself in his transcendence to us. How? Because he enters into, this, into the Sfirahs. Misla- the Or Ain Sof is mislabish in the Ze'er so the fact that the Za'er Ampen, are the six emotions, they're midday's. But even though they're midais, which means they have a measure, what do they have containing inside of them the orein and saif? And they are one with the orein saif. Like we say that eovigarmuchad, God is one with the midos. So the spheroids are still one with him. So on the one hand, he's Kaddish, but on the other one, he tilts himself in his transcendence. Malchus is a new Indian. Malchus is taken not. The Abish is essential transcendence. Malchus is only a ray. A ray of godliness. Related to the creation. Finite. S- higher than that, the Zeir Anpin is a keli to the Uncalable, To the ain't-sof. Shu Kaddish Umudu she'ein hai meslabish toich almen. V'Kaddish Baruch baruchu is ain't-soif ha'meslabish toich za'a. He's Mislamish in the the Iovigarmu chad. he is one with his vessels, but it's not mitigating really in truth the Ein the sof. It's still Ein sof. And therefore, if he is called Qadesh, this is this is a Kiddush in the Maimar. This is a Kiddush in the Maimar I haven't seen. If he is called Qadesh, so what's Kedusha? If he is called Qadesh, what's kadusha? Kedusha is the vessel that receives that Kaddish. Who is that? Our souls that are touching that Kaddish. Kedusha is the feminine of Kaddish. It's the wife of Kaddish. The rest of creation is only a wife to Shekhinah. It's not a wife to HaKaddish. Because Kaddish is not dwelling in them. Only Shekhinah dwells in them. The Jewish people are a holy people. In them, kadosh, pekir b'cha inside of you is kadesh, and therefore you become kedusha. We are kedusha because kadesh is shaira in us. The ava haba mepchinezu. How do you know that it's Shira in you? The love that comes from this. Because we're not the Kadesh. The kadesh is the Eish the, When the, when we sense this kedusha, this this Kaddish, and the, we experience love towards that nekraz kedusha so when you say i halegid you know what it really means i means someone who is loving the abishter with an infinite love a true halegid kedusha Nukva means she mekabeles she's receiving from kadesh kama like it says vel ishech to your husband chukasech will be your longing Hashem tells Chava, "You will long to your husband." What does that mean? Knesses Yisrael, the Jewish people, the Shechina, we are the Shechina, is longing to touch that which beyond Shechina, the Kadosh, that which is Ein Sof. Now this Ava. So we said, why we said before, because, because of this being durable, because this being a relationship that can never break. Because this is ain't Sof. That's why we said it's called a bris. A bris means you're, you're two are locked together and you're inseparable. Inse- That's why, by the way, when do we do the bris mila? On the day. Eight represents infinite. Ain't Sof. We also do the bris mila, when we have no mind. When we're a tiny boy, when you're eight days old. Which means you can't blame, you can't attribute this connection to some kind of a reason. It's a pure... And the fact that parents take a little baby and and, and submit the baby to pain and have to hear the baby cry. Every Jewish mother and father does this across the board. The little baby, you love your baby so much, just born, such a sweet, just by Bristol I was thinking about it. And everybody submits their baby to this pain, to this horrible, horrific thing, eight days old and you're just torturing this child. And yet Jews do it, there's a little pain, but everybody does it with joy. Why? Why? Because deep inside our souls we sense that this is awesome. This is a covenant with God that's infinite and believable and, and so forth. And we all have that. We all that we have that Indian inside of us. Okay? It's called and it's and that's bris. That's that covenant, that's that bond. Oh. But bris will also explain bris. Well, because this love is bris, so just like the bris is in order to get to the bris of the child, the sign that God put on our flesh. You have to remove the foreskin. You have to remove something that's covering. So in order to psychologically experience this love, you got to remove the skin that's blocking it. And what's the skin that's blocking the heart. Because we have a physical indication of this bris, but we also have a spiritual element of that bris. And that is, the spiritual element of the bris is the madness of the soul. This love that can't fit into a keli, can't fit into our mind, that can't fit into our heart. And that's, that's this love. But in order to be... But there's something blocking it. Even though he said every Jew has it, but there's a blockage. What's the block? The block is the urla. <speaking in Hebrew> this love that's called oiz bris nabali his galus does not come to a revealed state. Elal <speaking> the <in Hebrew> Only by cutting away the Orla, ha'choythefes, <speaking in Hebrew> that is covering, u'mechase, <speaking in Hebrew> and conceals. Comoisha <speaking in Hebrew> like it says... You should circumcise the, the stuffiness of the heart, that which is blocking your heart. You see that the Indian of Mila is shayach to love as well. Because it says the heart, the clock. Heart is love. But here the Alta Rebbe says this is very important. In order that we shouldn't think that, what, wow, it's too far, beyond. I have to have heart surgery. I have to completely remake my heart. I have so the Alter Rebbe makes a very, very important statement. You might think Arla Rashi says somewhere that Urla is molosh in that something is clogged. The Alter Rebbe wants to make the, it much easier for us. He says Urla over here doesn't mean clogged. It means just covered. If something is clogged, uh, it's clogged, the pipes are clogged. <laughs> it's a gate nest. Here, it's there, it's ready to come out. It's just something blocking it. You have to remove that, so it's blocking and an doesn't mean clogged, and it means a cover. What's covering on this love that every Jew has? Because because every yid is a tzadik, every yid has a brismila in a sense. And the Gemara says that women are born with a brismila. means they have it in their neshama, even though technically, physically, they don't have the bris, but spiritually, they have the bris. but what's covering on it? For who? And that is the avara. That, these are the negative loves. Altarebbe calls it bad love. What's the bad love? Pleasures of man. Even if it's permissible. We're not talking about sins. Sins forget it. But even if it's permissible. Sings take a person in a very dark place and they disconnect them from any kind of spiritual true feeling. But even if it's not sin, it's just other passions and excitements. Rakhshu Bechamimus says even if it's permissible, but when a person is doing his, his or her permissible activities, but they do it with heat. What does it mean heat? With fervor and excitement. Vislavus and Abren, hataiva They have a, a, a fervor and excitement to the material things. That's blocking. Your heart can't be here and there. The Zausch, even though we said earlier, it's interesting, even though we said earlier that, these, that this love cannot be distracted by other loves, nothing can compare, that's after you. you have the love. Then these anything else cannot even get to, can't capture your attention because you've tasted, you've tasted true reality, true infinite rea- existence. You can't nothing, you can't sell the person anything else to compete with that. Fine. But that's after you've gotten to the love. Here we're talking, before that, uh, you have to burrow through the heart, and the, cl- and the heart's stuffiness to other things. And this is what it says, the Pasach says, The toil of your hands you should eat. The pasik is praising a person. Fortunate are you in this world when... If you hakapecha the toil of your hands, and, and the mimer emphasizes, what does it mean the toil of your hands? That all your evolve, involvement in, in labor, to make money in your business, in your work, should only be done with your hands, with your external part. Don't invest your brain, don't invest your heart, don't invest your panemius. Ki <laughs> yageim. your hands should toil. Oyar or the feature toil, the material physical world is not does not deserve any of your inner attention. It deserves, you know, you have to give it some some some. Uh, you have to give it some work to, to be successful, to be able to live your life, but not internal internal attention. Your internal, your inner organs, your mind, your heart should be completely devoted to, towards Hashem. And you do them without your heart. And the altereb, let's understand something. The altereb is not the musr sefer where he wants, to, he wants to tear you away from your physical pleasures because he just, a kennish forgetting that you're having a good time. That, that, that's not what he's saying. He's saying, I have something much better for you guys. I have something that, whoa, you gotta take you gotta taste a little what I'm tasting. That's what I'm saying. You have to get a little bit of, of, of something Af, uh, and now the Altar is also. And that's the Indian of Brismila. That's this mean. But now the Altar is going to introduce, oi, this is so good. This is my, my, oh. And here the Altar is gonna introduce there is a concept that someone who's born already circumcised. The Gemara talks about a concept that when someone is born and he doesn't have a foreskin, he's born circumcised. So do you make a bris? You don't make a bris. When he may make a bris, there's nothing to take off. So the Allah is you make a bris even if he's circumcised. Or a ger, a convert, who converts and he had a bris when he was a, when he was a Gentile. So he has to, but he can't, what are you going to do? So the Allah is you have to extract a little bit of blood. A tafas dam you have to take a little bit of blood out, and that's the bris. You don't have to, there's nothing to cut away, but just a, just a, just a prick of, 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 to bring a little bit of, of blood out. The Af ah, and the is now explaining that spiritually. What does that mean? So what does spiritually mean? What happens a person who's a cold fish? Naturally. He's, not, he's a dispassionate person. It doesn't have a chais. You know, there are people who are very warm blooded people. They love eating, they love other physical pleasures. Everything heats them up. And there are other people that, you see, you see not because they're big of them, just they're not pleasure seekers by nature. They have other issues. They could be very angry people and other things. Everybody's got Nefeshah Bahamas to have to deal with. But these are people who are, for whatever reason, the, the, the Malach did not uh, give them uh, passion. And when he infused their soul in Nefesh Bahamas, they didn't have to deal with that issue. So these guys should be able to feel this love. No problem. They don't have to do work for it, because there's nothing blocking. The Altavid says, no, no. They too have to let out a little blood. Even those that are cold naturally. Like people who by their uh by their uh, temperament and because they're so dispassionate end up being yeshiva guys sitting yeshiva all day because I'm not saying all yeshiva guys are dispassionate people, but I'm all also that some people's the reason why they're not involved in worldly pursuits is because it doesn't speak to them' just not because of spiritual deeper or whatever it's just and they they're more studious they're more involved in like so these people can naturally feel this love. And they're Jews, so they have an neshama. So So, people who are koil a light, they sit in koil all day, and they're dispassionate people. So they were born with a bris. Fine. They don't have this ava, they don't have these strange loves. Imagine if I would go into the Litzvah Shekotl and knock on the bimah and say, Who was noiled mohol? Who was born already with a bris? Now we have to go take the blood out. Boy, they'll throw stones on me. Ava the Alter says <laughs> it in the Ava tzrichim dam bris. We still have to take blood out. What does that mean? The person still has to diminish some of his fat and some of his blood. What does that mean? Decrease his... To feel this love, you have to give up on some gashmias. So even if you're not a passionate, fervent person, but you still have to diminish it. Lamat even less. Hanos gufoi. You have to cut down on the physical elements of your life. ha mo that, that that are that are blocking you in your avoda. Doesn't have to be big but you know you have certain. Even people like that have certain things that they're like kind of like they vary. Like my bedtime is so and so. Very set. So guess what? You have to diminish a little bit of that. Because there too are getting in the way. Kemoisha him like it says, and he brings a Mimer Chazal. Ach, this is so sweet. It says, Mitzcholov Yoytzi Chema. It's a Pasuk in Mishle. Shlomo HaMelech says, the juice, the juice of milk will produce butter. Now you, do you really need the... the and, and it's interesting... Shlom HaMelech goes on to speak about three juices. The, the juice of milk will give forth, Yoy gives forth, Chema gives forth butter. And then mutza. it goes through three things, three juices and what they, each one produce. Yedit Shlom the wisest of all men to say that. So what? The Gemara Darshets. The Gemara says, V'Amar Hazal, give an interesting, the last page of Masech Brachas. The Gemara says, So, Butter is called the butter of Torah, the fat of Torah. The butter of, why, we'll see in a minute why the Torah, the, and what does it mean particularly, the butter of Torah. By who will you find? Yeah, Chazal, Chazal are so great, they're so cool. They take this passage and they say, moitsa." and the says, who do you, will you find that they have the Chema Shal Torah, they have the butter of Torah. It seems like not stamp Torah. They don't have a dry Torah. They have a buttery Torah. They have the butter of Torah by who? B'mi only someone who's gotten rid of mitzcholov, who's gotten rid of the milk. What does that mean? Someone that has spit out the milk that he nursed from his mother. You hear what's going on in here? Every child nurses from their mother you want to have the butter of Torah, you first have to, you first have to um, spit out, meaning, uh, what's the word? Uh, makey, makey means to, to, to vomit. You have to vomit out, what? The, your, whatever you nursed from your mother. So what does that mean? It means that a certain, you're pampered. When a baby is, is born, a baby is pampered. And what does that mean? That, what does that do to a child? See, psychologically, what does it do to a child? The mother does so much damage by the time she finished nursing her baby that this baby is going to be a comfort seeker the rest of his life because he enjoyed so much the, the experience of being cuddled by the mother and to being taken care of. That experience creates within us such a, such a, I'm not saying, I mean, every baby should have. <laughs> no one should listen to, to me and take the idea that mothers should dump their babies and uh, whatever, chas Shalom There's nothing healthier psychologically for a baby to have this, this comfort and this deep care that a mother gives a baby. But from a spiritual perspective, there's nothing more damaging than that. Why? Because the, why is the nefesh of Baham is so... Paranoid and so like that, it won't be a little comfortable. Why is it always so so secure? Because it remembers the two when it nursed, and the mother was so 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 spoiled. The baby, that spoiling period, creates the, the the physical to be such such an important element. So the Gemara says, until you don't vomit all that milk out, you're not going to experience the chema shall Torah, the butter of ta'ira. So what is the alt? The is using that to the idea that he said over here. Until you're completely. Eradicate your physical, your your of comfort reality. Until you, you're not going to do that, yet. it's good. You can love God, everything. But if you want to experience this infinite love that I'm talking about, it doesn't work together with the of pleasure. And what is chema? Who Let's think about it and understand why he uses butter. Because butter is shamnunis. What's butter? Butter comes from that which is. On top of the milk. When the milk, the fat of the milk, today we get butter in a container. But how did they get butter? They used to go milk the cow. You had the cow, and you let the milk sit. So on the top of the milk, it floats up that um, more of a uh, uh, cream. That's the cream that goes on the top. That's the butter. <speaking Spanish> so that's why this love, what's Chema Shaltayrah? It's called this higher love that's floating on top of your vessels. That's why it's called chema butter, because just like the cream floats on the top of the keli, it's not in the keli; it's like hovering above. So, to this love that we're talking about, floats above you. Now, and if you want to experience that chema, that hanal mislabesh teich keli, it doesn't go into the keli kiniskali, as we said earlier. <speaking in Hebrew> Uliven shinayim Looking To understand that better So it comes out like this According to this The milk Not the mother's milk The mother's milk That we have to spit out Is what? The pleasures The physical Earthy pleasures I'm not talking about that If we're saying The butter Which is that higher love That floats on top of the milk So then We have to say That the milk is related to love But the milk is the love That goes in the keli like the lower love that we spoke earlier avas oilam the love that's containable in a keli and avaraba the great love that's called butter because that's sitting on top hovering above, so that's what he's going to explain because it says it says that one of the things you gain a baby gains from nursing is that the, the baby becomes a full-fledged emotional structured human being When you're, when your baby is born Every, they don't have no developed nothing is developed. Particularly the nursing season, just like physically. There's no other time in your life that the body grows physically as much. Like there's a baby nurses, and after, in the first two years, it triples its size. Triples or quadruples its size. Thank God, I mean, that, that we don't quadruple our size in, that, in the, every two years, right? Because only milk has that power to develop so much, the person. So just like it is so physically, it's also emotionally, and spiritually. The inyan of chalav in 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 Ruchneis is the development of the Midas, which the, the ava and the like. Machalav v'arziv eiro posiv eiro bekel shadish. Pchin chalav bekedusha, milk in holiness. who agdolas expanding of the midos. Ava ve'yira, love and fear. Al yedei, and where do you get milk from? You get, milk, you get milk from the mother, the mother gives the milk. So who's the mother in the soul? Bina is the mother. So through Bina, through contemplating godliness, that's what you do, that's, that's what Hasidus is teaching us all the time. Here's information, here's knowledge, contemplate on it. This is your Bina, understand it. And as a result of that, you can expand your holy feelings. That means your Midas. Oh, so the milk, what is it doing? It's developing your Av Oh, but there's two types. There's the milk and there's the fat. There's the cream on the milk. The, the milk itself is the lower love. The higher love that floats on the top. The chema is what? The chema is what? Is the avaraba, is the avarabas, this infinite love that's on the top. And that's what the Gemara is saying. If you want to have chema Torah, if you want to get the cream of the Torah, you have to spit out the mother's milk. Which means you have, to be, you have to give up on the other loves. Milk is love. In, in holy milk, it's love to Hashem. In the unholy, in the nefesh of Bahamas, it's, it's, it's the loves that we have. What's Al alternative is saying? What's blocking you from experiencing this cream, this holy cream? What's blocking you from experiencing this holy butter and this holy cream is the unholy milk. Which are the other loves that we have that are causing the urla on the heart wash bathing in milk of the island the supernal whiteness I didn't look that up it's the fat of the cholav it makes sense that this is this great love mahakeli that's higher than the vessel and that's why it says by Avram. Now we understand what Avram was busy doing when Avram was taking cream and milk. He wasn't stopping walking around. You know, he, was, he, was, he was tapping into these, to these, to these love. Avram is a man of love. So Avram is the one who takes the milk and the love. Pasuk in, in Yeshaya. I didn't look up the pasuk. Chemo, which means uh, butter and, and, and honey he will eat. But in who will you find this, chema, this cream of the Torah? The one that spits out, Where is this idea that Yahweh Yalt- is coming up with? That in order to experience Kedusha, what's Kedusha? What did we learn in the Maimon? What's Kedusha? When Kodosh, Kodosh is the transcendental, the Orin Soif, the Soif of Kalalman, is residing in you, to bring you to a love, that's Kedusha. And the Altar says, in order to feel that, you need to separate yourself from worldly pleasures. Where do you find that? Well, Chazal say that. Perishus, may de Kedusha. That perishus separation of um, abstinence, of abstinence from physical, physical stuff, brings you to holiness. This love cannot come only after Precious. In order to separate, what's the Precious? The Precious is to separate the bad from the Nefesh Bahamas. Because this cannot reside upon you when your Nefesh Bahamas is still Toverah, mixed and bad. If you separated all the bad of your animal soul, then you can touch upon this Kedushah. Why? So, one of the Inyanim here is Eri Gishmak What did I tell you earlier? There is is eight Sadas and then there is Eitz And Eitz is this love, this experience of love. We learned earlier in the mind but that's Eitz That's the Ava league of old. That's life, because you're experiencing Ebishtar as the Ebishtar truly is alive, not he's the life of the world. Eitz Adas Toverah, that's the Ebishtar as the life But what did the, But here's the Inyan when did they, when was Adam HaRishan chased away from the Eitz HaChayim? When he ate from the Eitz HaDaz Tovera, Because he, and why? Let's understand why. When Adam Arishan ate from the Eitz HaDaz Tovera, then God says, I better chase him out of the Garden." Why? Because if Chas now if he's going to go and he's going to eat from the Eitz and he will live forever. So Chasidus asked the question, what's wrong if he lives forever? Let him live forever. The problem is that he died because he's going to eat poison. So now let him eat the, the antipoison, the an- anti-venom, and he'll live. The answer is, once he ate Tovarah, he allows Ra to infiltrate his soul. Negative, evil. If he's now going to eat from the Eitzachim, what's going to happen? Then even the Ra, evil, is going to have access to what? To the Eitzachim. And that means evil is going to live on forever. And that's a very dangerous thing to allow evil to have access to the eights, Hachayim is a very, very, very dangerous thing because you're giving them eternal life. That's why the Abishtah will never allow this level of godliness to touch where, where there is still a mixture of good and bad. So therefore, what, did they, what happened with Adam and Chava? The Abishtah said, okay, go out of the garden, work it out, as long as it takes you to work it out, and then you can come back. It's taking us still five and a half thousand years to work it out to separate the good from the bad. Once we've done that, and the bad is outside of us, then we can come back and connect the Eitz HaDas to the the Eitz HaChayim, but there's no more Ra anymore. You have to exit the Ra. The Klippa has to be cleaned out. So now the Eitz HaDas can connect to the Eitz HaChayim. And in in our soul, it's as long as our Nefesh Bahamas is still mixed with good and bad, in our soul, the Neshama relates to the Eitz HaChayim. Our Nefesh Bahamas. Is the mixture of Eitz Adas Tovara. As long as there's ra over there, you can't. It won't allow you to be conscious of this Eitzachaim. The neshama will remain separated from your consciousness. It will not allow itself to, or at least the transcendental part of your neshama. Your, your ava, avarah, that won't happen. But once you clean out the ra, and how do you clean out the ra? The only way to do it, the al Rebbe says, is through abstinence, by push. Precious is separating yourself from worldly pleasures, you diminish the ra until it's not there anymore. Then you can come in and experience true love. Um, and how do you do that? How do you separate the good from the bad? Yeah, it's by rejecting the pleasures of the world. But how do you reject the pleasures of the world? Stop by just being an angry person and rejecting all pleasure? No. By working on loving Asha. So you but more, but you can't experience the higher love yet. So you work with the lower love. Meditate and meditate daily every day that the Abishter is life. So you turn your focus to God. You realize the worldly the world is nothing. You push it away and and godliness becomes and through days a And afterwards you can come to kedusha the avaraba and the great love zu which is the tree of life. Why the call tree of life? Because you're touching, you're you're attaching yourself to God Himself, who is eternal and forever. The ineksev. So now, the ineksev it says in the so you will understand." So now you're getting where we're going with this. Shabbos is is on the greater scale. This, this is what Sadiqim accomplished. This is a but Sadiq reaches this. He gets over his Nefesha Bahamas and he gets into this zone. For the rest of us who are not Sadiqi, during the week we're struggling in, in this Avas Oilam Dega world. We have love to God, but it's competition back and forth. Because during the week is the time of Birur of Eitz Adas. It's the time of Avodis Abirurim, Yamin Tasim You do the work, what's the work? Separating good from bad. That's what the work is. Shabbos, Shabbos, you rise up high, you're going to Gan Eden. Shabbos, you're above the world. Shabbos, you're going into this higher love. So he's going to explain later in the Mimer, that Shabbos, particularly Shabbos morning, is when you have the Izgalos of Etzachayim. That's why you say, Nishmas Kol And that's when you're supposed to experience. In Hasidus, it's known that the davening of Shabbos day is a whole, it's not just more love, more concentration, more, it's in a whole different zone. It's ava b'tanugim. It's a love of delight. It's an insofting love, and because you're, what happens? In a certain to a certain extent, Mashiach comes every erev Shabbos. Every erev Shabbos, when we're transitioning from the weekday to Shabbos, Mashiach comes. What's Mashiach? Klipas noyga has been cleaned out, and the world is the rag, the rawa separated. And the rest of the world, the tov of Noga is connected to Kedusha, and the whole world is elevated to holiness. When Mashiach comes, it's permanent. Now, every Friday, in the little part of the world that we made Mashiach big, that little part, the ra gets pushed away when we shower air er Shabbos. And I spoke about this another time, that it says that the, 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 they come and they, they whip there's, a, there's every Arab Shabbos. There is a whip in which they whip the ra, and the ra goes running for its life. And that's why, and that's why we're supposed to davka take a hot shower in erev Shabbos to get that shalhuva dinahoyla, that whip of flame, which throws the klipa down lower than the world like it was before the eight zadas, and then the worlds are purified to be elevated. The mekoshesh eitzim, the guy who was mechal Shabbos, and this is the whole union of Shabbos, that now the eight Sadaz is being connected to the eight achayim. And we're experiencing real, true uh, attachment to the Abish I ishech chukasech, a time of intimacy. The, the Shechina is unified with Hakadosh Baruch Hu. We're on a much higher level. We're unified. It's Moshiach. He came and he was mekoshesh eitzim, as we're going to see soon. He didn't allow for this to happen on Shabbos, and that's why this was the desecration of Shabbos more than anything else. But till we get there, let's first read. It will be like a tree that is planted in the first capital in Tehillim. It will be a, a tree that is planted by the streams of water. A tree that's planted by the streams of water. Whoa! This tree is gonna, it says, Your uh, fruits come at the right time. And its it's, um, its its leaves do not wither because this tree is so much water. It's, well, now, so he's going to say, which tree is this talking about? The tree that's shasal al Paul This is the eitzachayim, because the other, the other tree, the eitzadas, the leaves do wither. Because what did we say earlier? When you experience love, avas Oilam, a love, a worldly love, tashem. Even when you're loving God, but if it's a worldly love, tashem, what happens? It's b'chol levafcha, b'chol nafshacha, but it's not b'chol What happens to your love? You can have. Leaves, you can have love, beautiful, but it, it withers, it goes away. You get you get distracted, something else. This tree, the hoi the the avas oilam, it's 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 its leaves never wither. Now it's interesting, he's bringing a pasuk eight shal palga, which is in <Hebrew> But the rest of the of the piece and the Mimer, he's darshaning the same pasuk, but not here, a pasuk in uh, this passage is also mentioned in, um, I was looking it up, I was Googling it, Googling it before. Um, here. Give me a second. Not this one. In Yermio. In Yermio it says, AlMaym. Like a, like a tree that is planted on water, it doesn't say al palge mayim. It just says al mayim. al yuval yishalach shirashav, and on the yuval, whatever that means, yishalach shirashav, it sends its roots. It sends its roots to the yuval, which it seems to be. It sends its roots to a very good place where it's very good to be rooted And I didn't get a chance to look up the English of this. So what does it mean? Va'al yuval yishalach shirashav. Fine. And then what does it say further? The law will not seen, won't be afraid, when heat will come. It's a tree that is so saturated with water, that so even if it's a, now, they're predicting now in Los Angeles, it's going to get very hot. Uh, okay, so what happens when it's very hot? The trees that are like not so wet, is no good. They're afraid of the heat, of a heat wave. But the trees that are have, have, are sitting on streams of water, they're not that hot. They have enough to drink, they cool off from the water that they're drinking. And that's what the Pasuk says. Fine. It's interesting. The Altar Rebbe is darshaning this pasuk in Yermeyo. But he in, in the first in the actual Pasuk that he brings, he brings Gemayim. That's what confused me because I was looking at the and I couldn't find the end, what he's referring to. Then I realized that there must be another pasuk. So thanks to Mr. Google, I could put in the words, the next words. Uh, okay. and right away brought up to me that this is a pasuk in Yir because in the back he, didn't even, he doesn't do such a good job like Google the the the, 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 the quoter in the back because in the back he just tells me Tehillim but I said then Tehillim it doesn't have that but when I googled it I found there's another pasuk and the Alter is dashing the other pasuk but yet if I don't know why he does the beginning he brings the word palge I'm not sure and this is the tree of life. He's not afraid. That's the continuation of the Pasuk about the tree that's in the water in, in Yermiyo. He says he's not afraid when heat comes. What does that mean? When the heat So he's not afraid when the heat will come. Piddish, what does that mean? He will not be stopped. And this love will not be interrupted. The heat and the taiva to other things will not interrupt the love, chas So it's interesting, from here is a psmashmah, that it's possible that you will have a desire to something else after you have this love. It's just that this, this love is not broken by that. It's possible that for whatever reason something should catch and distract this person as well. Afterwards. But the love is not interrupted because of that. That's the love. Because even if the chayim will come, the heat will come, it will not... uh, It's a little... I have to understand what that means. Why? Adarab. Kiamat. Maybe not. Maybe it means even when other things come their way that should excite the person, they do not distract them. Why? There's a Kabbalistic, there's a rule. That the chitzonim, the forces of unholiness, they're able to compete with holiness. But they're only able to to compete with the indwelling light of holiness. The panemius digalite Because the panemius digalite of holiness is already contracted. If it's contracted, they're able to wage war against these panemius digalites. But the, once the Makif is revealed, the infinite light, it says it blinds the chitzonim. They can't look at it. The moment they look at it, they get blinded and they can't fight against it. So they're blinded. The same is also when a person... What's the chitzonim inside of us? The Yetzahara, The Nefesh Bahamas. When this love is revealed, this is the Makif the love, the chitzonim inside of us, the Yeh is blinded. He can't fight against it. He's destroyed. And therefore, umayim rabim, la yuchlu and the great waters cannot either... It's interesting. He says earlier you're not afraid when the heat comes. The heat are tivus, are lustful things. They cannot distract the person. And now he's saying, and also waters cannot put out the the um cannot extinguish the 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 love. What does the waters now mean? You can't say the waters means taiva, because that's the heat. It's the opposite of water. Unless you say that water also means taiva, because in Tanya explains that water is what creates all kinds of taiva. You can say that, but then what's the, why is he calling it first heat? So I think what he means, Mayim Rabbim means not so much taiva, but he can mean that it says in the famous Mayim or Mayim Rabim, that a person has worldly distractions. The fact that you're needed you make money and business, and the constant torrential barrage of non-stop distractions that can chas and distract the yitz from his focus. And we're saying that that too, the distractions from the world and everything, they can't extinguish the love. Mayam irabim ma love. Fine. Fine. Well, all of this, here this is All of this is called Mekachin Adam Ma'at. A person makes himself a little holy. We haven't even gotten to the part yet that they make him a lot holy. That's the next part. It says. When a person makes himself a little holy, they make him a kachin, they make him a lot holy. What we've discussed now is the person made himself holy. Why? He, he's touching holiness. He's picking himself up to kedusha, to holiness, throughout through his own efforts. What was his efforts? First, he, he, he had to uh, go through the avas olam, the lower love, so that he can get mastery. Hear this. So that he can gain mastery over his tivas over this other thing. And he can come to Precious. Once he came with day Precious and he overcame his Yetzirah, and he's able to reject all Ra. now he's finally experiencing this higher love. But it's still considered Ma'at a little bit. Because this is what you've done as a human. Now when God kicks in, and He showers you with love, from above, above and beyond even this higher love, then that love is ain't so that's like where, whoa, that takes it to a whole new level. Because that's coming from Mekkachan say As much as you can touch the Soviet Kalalman, you can maybe touch it a little bit. And the Abhish there is Makadish you from above with tremendous higher love. But I just want to make a small little thing. When I was looking at the memoriam here and, and the Maimar uh, Chachlili, the other memorim, Mem Rabim, they all all three mehmarim speak another way of how to get to this higher love. In our mind, we learn, the only thing you need to get to the higher love is to peel away the arla. Once you peel away the arla, you have that love. That's what it says over here. Automatically, the love is there. It's just that it's blocked. You just have to kiss. In chachlili e'naiim, he says, miyayin, bloodshot eyes, it says, it's a bracha Yud. it says you'll have bloodshot eyes. Bloodshot eyes is when you have this love. It's like the, the eyes from, from gazing at the glory of the king. The eyes are blood and it comes from yayin, which means it comes from primius torah When you learn Chasidus and the like, and Torah, this and that, Torah helps reveal this love. So... There it's mashma that it's not something that comes automatically just by removing, but there has to be a pa'ula of Torah to bring down that love. Now we're going to see now, over here in the Maimah, he says, he's also going to say Torah, but here in the Maimah, Torah only increases this love a gazillion fold, because that's what we mean when we say, he gets more through the Torah. But over there it seems like, the only way to get to this love is through Ahamshacha from above. You need this love to be revealed from above. It's not accessible to the person. It needs to. And in 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 Pashas Noyach, in the famous Mayim or Mayim Rabbim, he explains how this love comes dafka when an neshama comes down in a body. And it's it dafka comes from the Mayam Rabbim. It says it comes from a Jew who's struggling with his business and all, and he gets suddenly so frustrated that he can't he can't connect to the Eved. He wants to connect and he gets he, he can't stand it. And in his davening, he cries out that from those very distractions and from the nefesh of Bahamas. that's what lifts him up to this higher love of Soiviv Kalalman of this infinite love. It's interesting. So there he's learning that it's. It's the, it's the, and that's what it means, ha-teva, that the Teva is floating on top of the waters of the Mabel. The Mabel itself is, is lifting up the Teva into this higher love. That's a that Mimer. And he explains over there that it's Shayach to the of Bahamas because the of Bahamas comes from the world of Tayu, where the infinite light is. So Dafki and of Bahamas can take you to that love. That's a that Napmimer. In Chachlili anayim he seems to be saying it's revealed to you through, Pnimi, through Torah. And I think he says, I didn't look carefully, but I think Pnimi is a Torah. The secrets of Torah, which are called tell Shaltayim. And over here, he's talking about a bris Mila. You just got to do a bris, and then the love will come out. I guess all three are. And it would be interesting if there would be a Mimer that would take all these three Marim and explain that probably there are three madregas in this love itself. And why this mimer discusses one, the other one discusses the other, it would be nice if I would find that. Maybe there is. But in any case, back to back to over here. Now he's going to explain this idea of what does it mean that you do a little bit and the Ebershter does a lot. In it says in the Pasuk, we always know, because the rule is, we know that whenever there is an Esterus from below, it will cause a reciprocation from above. So this work that a person did, not only to achieve Avas Eilav, but to achieve Avar will bring down, well, P'nei says in the Yosef Liboy, Ruchay Liboy, if a person puts his heart to the ruach, Ruchay the Ruach and Neshama of above, the spirit of above and the Neshama of above, Eilav Yeseif will be drawn, Eilav to him, yesif will be drawn down. That means the Abishter will shine down his Ruach and his Neshama to the Yid because you gave the Abishter your Ruach, your liba, your heart. <speaking in Hebrew> when a person will put to his heart. <speaking in Hebrew> and he will deepen himself in this great love. <speaking in Hebrew> and a great shuk and a great longing. Like it says, to your husband will be your longing. So when a woman is longing for her husband, her husband will reciprocate to her. It's a relationship. To him, yes, will be gathered, the Ebeshter will do this and will draw down to the person Kedusha, added holiness. A person will sanctify himself a little bit. Now the author is bothered. Why are we minimizing what the human being did? The human being conquered as he ate Sahara over here. He gave up on all the tithes. And even, we said earlier, even someone who was born with a bris already, he has to still make sure he's letting blood. He has to let blood out. We're talking about, he's, he's seriously, seriously giving up on everything. That's not easy. We know how much we struggle to give up on a small thing. How much more this person is going to... Vanquished all Yeh or what is it called? He's Makadish himself a little bit. The Alta says, el It's only a little why. Because Chazal say, Amr say, Nidme lehem kahar. It appears like a mountain. What does he mean by that? Chazal like say, that when Mashiach is going to come, the Abish is going to shekhti the God is finally going to shekht the Yetzirah. What is going to happen? Tzadikim, to the wicked people, the Yetzirah, and everybody's going to be crying. It's going to be the saddest day when they shech the Yetzirah. Why is everybody going to cry? The wicked are going to cry because the Yetzirah is going to look like a tiny little thread. They're going to see it was like a little piece of nothing. And they're going to wonder, they're going to be shocked. They say, This little nothing and I couldn't overcome it. And for the tzaddikim, it's going to look like an awesome mountain. And they're going to look at it, and they won't be able to leave how they were able to conquer such a Sahara. Such a so the Al Tadeb says, and I, I, I once shared a, a fascinating word from the Ruzhiner about this, but not for now. But al so the Al Deva, however, is using that, the Al Tadeb says, so you see the Yetzirah is a big mountain. It's a huge mountain. What do you mean? So then, if a person conquered his Yetzirah, and he gave up on all pleasures of the world, you're going to say that's called Ma'at, A little? Says, it's only nidmelehemka. It only looks like a big mountain. It's not really a big mountain. It's not such a big deal, the Alta Rebbe says, to overcome all the tivus of this world. Nishkafe. You can do it. Nidmelehemka. It looks like a mountain. It's not really a mountain. It's not so hard. And therefore, but, but and that's why it's called ma'at. And what happens then? They give you a lot of kadusha from above. Shemam <speaking in> The Abishter <language> now from above, of so v'kalalman is now descending upon you. Through what? Al <speaking in> Through <language> See, earlier we spoke about what you can squeeze out, which we, what you can dig out, rather, from your own neshama, without teirah Just from within your neshama. Here, from teirah from above will come and increase. Why? What's the connection? Why, if I'm if I'm learning Torah and I'm doing mitzvahs, I'm suddenly going to uh, 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 what's called again, uh, makkatim attain a lot of kedusha, and the answer is because what are the mitzvahs? The mitzvahs are the limbs of God, and the limbs not of the ray, not of the shechina, the rims of a baruch which is mitzvah say mevarim the malkah that are varim of because the shechina is called the queen, Malka, the King is a Kaddish marshal, It's like a marshal. And just like if you grab, you take someone, because someone will say, I'm just doing the physical mitzvah. Yeah! But if you take a hold of someone's physical body and you draw him close to you, grab someone's hand and you pull him, what happens? The whole person comes. You draw the whole person to you. And especially and even more so, that's if you take any limb, especially if you grab his right arm, because the right is a stronger arm. When you pull the person's right hand, you, the whole person comes after his right hand. So the same is also when you're doing any mitzvah, you're grabbing God. But when you're doing tzedakah, which is Hashem's right hand, you're for sure taking the whole. The HaKadosh Baruch Hu. mitzvah tzedakah v'chesset through tzedakah and kindness. <speaking in> Drei <Hebrew> ye the right hand. So then, so so, when a person will meditate really well, that Torah and mitzvahs are from the Soiviv mamish, and they're literally of Atzmus himself. Shoichain is dwelling in the mitzvahs. Imkain, if so, when he's busy himself in them. And you're receiving the Torah in your brain, you're studying Torah, you're understanding it. Oy oy sa ha mitzvah biyado. You're doing the mitzvah in your hand. Had a mamshich olav. You are drawing upon yourself. Oy reinceif baruchu ba atzmos say mamish. The oy reinceif of atzmos himself. This is not a rei. This is the Ebrish himself. Wow. And this is mekadesh atzmo yharbem almayla. This is kedusha coming from above. The Alter Rebbe says. So this is even higher than the Eitz Chaim. This is higher than the tree of life. The tree of life is our attachment to this orange soiv through our love, eitzachayim. It's eitzadas is our lower love, love worldly love. Eitzachayim, sorry, eitzadas. Eitzachayim is this, this this great love, but coming from man. And then there's something even higher than the eitzachayim. Why? Because what does it say in that pasuk? The pasuk says eitz a tree that's planted al on a lot of waters, and the Pusik continues al mayim. Again, there's a pasuk in Yermio, al Yuval yishalach shrushav, and to Yuval it sends its roots. Al Yuval, oh, that means is the tree, and there is where the tree extends its roots. Now the roots of the tree are plugged in in a place higher than the tree, because the tree is re- deriving its sustenance from the roots. So what's that Yuval place? That makes a little sense because Yuval is the same word as Yovel. Jubilee. And we know in Hasidus always Yovel is the 50th year. And the number 50, whenever you hear the number 50, you, know, you always know, you're talking about Bina. But I will understand. If Malchus is the Eitz Das, Ze'er Anpin, the six emotions, is the Eitz And where does the Eitz derive, where does the six emotions derive their energy from? From Bina. Which Bina is called Yovel. And that's where the roots are. Val Yuval Yishlach Shrashov. Even higher than the Eight V'zeo Val Yuval Yishlach Now, but the Altareb says an interesting thing about Yuval. Yuval is a different word. There's Yuval and there's Yovel. What's the difference between Yuval with a Melupim and Yovel with a, with a Cholam? Different word. Cholam Melupim. Yuval, Yuval. Altadeb says it's the same Indian. Yuval and Yovel is the same Indian, but we'll see, the, the, obviously it's a difference, but what's the difference? We'll see in a minute. Yuval, Yuslachsahashu, Chenas, Yuval, Bechoylem. It is the Yovel Bechoylem, the Yuval, Bemalupim, and Yuval is mit Malupim. Ushneim, Lashin, Hoylocha. The word Yuval means means a Lashin of leading something to you, referring to Mashiach, kings will bring presents. Yavilu, they will bring, so Yoval means to bring. So what's the difference then between yuval and yovel? Yuval means he is brought. Yovel means he causes to bring. Yovel means he causes he causes bringing. Yuval means he is brought. Every time there's a, there's a malupim in something, it means it's, the peula is happening in in the in the uh, within the Mitsias. Yoival means he's causing a bringing. yuva means he is being brought. Ella shepchines malupim b'malupim Oh, So what he's saying is like this: the Torah mitzvah is drawing again. There is the there is the lower kedusha. Other mekadesh Atzmoy, maat malata means he reaches the etz he reaches this ain't self love, this Avarab. but then he learns Torah and does mitzvahs, and he's drawing down from higher. Oisei, harbel He's reaching into the yovel. Oh, and there's two levels. One of them is maimila lamata. We're drawing God down. Yuval, he is being brought. The godliness that's even higher than the etzachayim. The mekachen harbel. The kedusha that's higher than the etzachayim. Yuval, it is being brought in a manner of, it's like through Torah and Mitzvah, you're channeling that great higher light into your neshama. Yoivel means, he's causing you to be brought to him. He's The neshama, the yid is being elevated up into Bina, into that higher place. But it's the same Indian. It's, there is an attachment to the Kedusha that's higher even than the Eitzachayim. Eitzachayim is, a little. And this is from above in two ways. One is through drawing it down, and the other one is through elevating from above. Here to take the difference. Uh, the Abishter is being led and being drawn, and being drawn and below. Through Torah Mitzvis. Mitzvah, we're leading God down to His chuppah. The Abishter is being drawn down through. Because we said before, the Torah are the are the limbs. Through which you take, like when you take someone's hand, you're brought, drawing. The, you're drawing the whole person. You're drawing the soul of the person along with his hand. He is leading. We draw down God down here to us, and he grabs our hand. Then what does he do to us? He lifts us up up there. What's the difference? We're be drawing him down. It see when you're drawing him down here, you're kind of still. You're still limited in time and space. And you have your limitations. It's just that within the time and space, you're, the Eberster is dwelling inside of you. When he lifts you up, you become like a tzaddik. You can do miracles. You, the person is totally transcends all the limitations of, of, of Olam, of the world. Because the Eberster lifted him up. And that tzaddikim who are like, whoa, they're above the world completely. They have no rules, no limitations, no boundaries. Umam <speaking in Hebrew> lifts us up. <speaking in Hebrew> and where do you see that? When it says Yoyvel, in Yuval, here it says Yuval. But in, in Parshas Bahar, when it talks about the Jubilee, it says Yoyvel. And what does it say? Yoyvel ti'elochem. Yuval means the puul is not happening in us. It's happening in the Eivishter. Yuval, he is being. Yoyvel means Yoyvel, he it is Yoyvel, ti'elochem. This is, is going to be for you because I'm moving you now. And what am I doing? What happens on Yoivil? <coughs> what happens on What happens on it says by the Yovel year, everybody returns to their home. The Shaftem Ish because every person is being yanked from wherever they are. The Ish Everybody's brought back to their inheritance. What does that mean? Every neshama is elevated back to its soul, soul, soul root in the Ein Sof. And that's Yovel. The Yovel. The Yovel Yovel. It's yours. The Yovel is drawing. It's picking you up. The Ish every person should return to his inheritance to be included above to be in a state of one to one double kiss what's the double kiss? Yuval is one kiss Yuval is the other kiss the kiss from above is the drawing God down into us and the Yuval is the lifting the neshama up to be included in the Orin Soif that comes again and that's after This is talk this is the Torah Mitzvah from a Jew who's loving God already with with that infinite love. Look in the mimer of Pashas Bereshis. His name of his brother was Yuval, we never learned that maimer and I didn't get a chance to look it up. V'hineh now, Yovel is the 50th year. And 50, whenever you say 50, it means the 50th gate from the 50 gates of Bin. And this is also why he lifts us up high. For example, when do we have the 50th Shavuot? And what happens on Shavuot? We count Sfira Sa'imir, but we know that the 50th we can't count, we can only count 49. What happens to 50? the 50th? The Eviysher picks us up on Shavuos. He lifts us up all the way up to the 50th. Um, the 50th one who The 50th gate is connected to. That's what's connecting the matzil, the emanator, higher than the Spherus. That's called L'maylo above, higher, connecting in the Netzolim. The zau shama v'ho'yek eitz will be like a tree. The al yuval yeshalach Shrashov and to the its roots. Shepchenas yoyvel who l'may l'gam mipchenas eitzachaim. Here's where we said what I yoyvel is higher than the eitzachaim. Eitzachaim then would be the it fits with the mimer. You reach a level of mekachenoy soymaat. I'm sorry, adam mekadesh A person sanctifies himself a little bit to reach the eitzachaim, and then from there. He throws out his roots yishlach Shurashav, to yoyvel to even higher, and that's Mekachin and ose from above. And he brings a bunch of sources here, which would be nice to learn, a whole bunch of sources. V'gam yuvan ze oid, this will be understood more. M'mashakasa bezoyar chodesh gimel pasha shalach kufnun ches, in zoyar pasha shalach Bays kufnun ches beiz bepidish ayeish ba'ets im ayin says in the parsha that Moshe Rabbeinu sent the Meraglim and he says go check out the land and see it. is there a tree or there isn't a tree. So the Zohar says well, Moshe Rabbeinu has to know if there's a tree or not. What do you think there's no trees in Eretz Yisrael? by so the Zohar says if there is a tree I can enter. That's the Eitz Achai the tree of life. Go check if the tree of life is in Eretz Yisrael. Maybe it's not maybe it's still in Gan Eden. You hear that? The Zayah says. Maybe the tree of life is not even in Eretz Yisrael. And Moshe Rabbeinu says, I can only go in if there's the tree of life. Then I know I will live forever and I'll go into the land. If not, but according to that, am I, and if it's not there, is a lower level. It's not there. The tree is not there. But there's another beer, I guess, in Zayar as well. And Yezba eight, is the tree Hayeshba is the tree, because the Eitz is called Yesh. It's still, why? Because the Zerampin is still called already Yesh. It's not, it, is, is it the level of the tree, or is it an Ayin, is it still Ayin, Ayin as it is higher than Yesh. Yesh may Ayin. Hayeshba Eitz. So Eitz is the highest level of what a Yesh can be, can be one with God. Im Ayin is even higher, and that's Yuval, that the Ayin is way above even the Etzachayim, the tree of life. The 50th gate, which is liyesh. See, the 50th gate is not the real Ayin. Ayin is Keser. The 50th gate is the Mamutza between Yesh and Ayin. Oh, but what's the Eitzachayim? The Eitzachayim is the yesh. So you really use it. Obviously, there's a lot of deep in Yon that I don't understand, but just just, just a little, little, little idea is like this. The Eitzachayim, even as great as it is, it's still yesh. Then there is Ayin, which is Keser, which is Ein Sov, And Binah is called the yesh. I think it's like this. The Eitzachayim is the Ze'er and it's the Ferris. The Midas are for sure called the yesh. And then you have Bina, and then you have Kesser. And Bina is the Memo- and the fiftieth gate of Bina. Bina is also called Yesh. Even Bina is called Yesh. The fiftieth gate of Bina is, is between Yesh and Ayin. And that's what we're talking about over here—the level called Yuval. stated elsewhere; he doesn't give too much explanation. Over there. In Parashas Veschanan, in the Mimer of Yedaita Yoyim, he explains what does it mean when Avram bound Yitzchak mima'al him. He put him higher than, the, than, simply means he put him on top of the wood. That's a deeper meaning. Avram Avinu lifted Yitzchak up higher than the Eitzadas. Higher eitzim, higher than the Eitzachaim. And he put him where? Into the level of ayin. Because even the Eitzachaim is called Yeshto. He lifted him up to higher. Yitzchak was totally one mamish. He lifted him to the highest of the high. Mimala etzim. So I didn't get a chance to look it up. It would be Gushmak to look up this uh, this this inyan of 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 because probably there's more words over there of what does this mean? Higher than the etzachayim. I'm talking about this kind of love. This ain't sof of love. of Kalalman. and he's even higher than that. Mimala but Al Kapanam, this is this level. Fine. he is Now we'll understand the Chait of the makoshish Eitz. Because on Shabbos we're going to see, we touch on all these three levels. Shabbos we start with the, with one Eitz, the Eitz Adas. That's Friday night Shabbos. The Eitz itself is purifying itself from the Ra. Shechina, which is Malchus, which is your you your this mother, she goes down all, all week long to, to deal with, to, to enliven the Klippa as well. Shakes her feet off, she washes her feet off on the Klippas. So Malchus is separated, but you still the consciousness and the, and the level of godliness that we can experience is only Shechina energy. We're yearning for something higher, but we're still within the Eitz place. That's why that's why Friday night is feminine. V'yanuchu va, kol Yisrael mekatchesh. We say in, in Davin we say v'yanuchu va because we're still within the, the the consciousness of Malchus. Shabbos day it becomes masculine. Shabbos v'yanuchu voi, kol Yisrael voi is masculine. Why? Because in Shabbos day we're experiencing Eitz and by Mincha, by Mincha we're going up to Yovel. We're going up even higher than the Etzachayim. By Minchil we're going up to the Al-Yuvah, al to the place of Ayan, Even higher than the Etzachayim. Like where Yitzchak was put. That's by Minchil. But Al-Kopanim, the trees are becoming connected. See what's happening? The Das is being elevated into the Etzachayim. The Makayshish Eitzim was blocking that. We'll see why. Friday night where all the all the everything that we've elevated because during the week the reason why, why are we dealing why are we why we why are we why are we why are we walking amongst all this junk all week the answer is because the ab wants us to retrieve the good potential that's there we do it all week long. And we have, in our bag, we have nice little diamonds and pearls. But the Friday, during the week we just extracted them, they're still a little dirty. Friday night, as we're coming into Shabbos, they're like getting cleansed and purified, and we're elevating all the sparks. Aliyah sabirudim, in which the six days of Maysa, this all was elevated. That's the birur, that we're separating the, the tree of knowledge, good and bad the good gets separated from the bad, and it goes above, and it becomes attached to the Eitzachayim. So it has to first separate from the bad, and it's going up to go up. When do we have the main galus of great love to the Eitzachayim? Only Shabbos day. During the week we can't really experience this greater love who be Shabbos is in Shabbos. K'mosheh Kozma Mokamach, or Al-Pasach V'yak el famous Maimah, we learned that here. Yishmak HaMaiimah, that here explains, the void of Shabbos, being the void of av Then the Eitz however, the Eitz itself, zeh hu b'china Shabbat that's the Shabbos, the day Shabbos. V'al-yedeh zeh achakach, and then after that, val al-yishlach shrosh of. We go even higher to the Yuval, who hu b'china Shabb it's the double Shabbos. There's Shabbos. And Shabbos Shabbosin, Shu Mincha de Shabbos. That's the time of Mincha of Shabbos. Es it's the time of will. Rivad de Kol Rivin, it's the, right? And what was the sin of the Makoishesh? What was he doing? I told you that one of the Pirushim of the Makoishesh, Eitzim hates was that he was. Uprooting wood that was attached to the ground. He was pulling it out. Hi, no. b'fnei Leonifra. How does it all work? You take The problem Taviraf of this world is that it's a yesh. What's the beer, what's the refinement of good and bad, is you want to make that which is yesh be bottled to the Amish as will. That which is not bottled, you reject. Anything that's not according to God's will, you push away whatever you can fulfill in serving Hashem. In our daily lives, how, how are we doing a bitterer in the world? We try to live our lives continuously in serving God. We're constantly faced with things that are trying to distract us from serving Hashem. Those things we have to push away, that's how we're pushing away the ra, the klipa, that doesn't want to have bittel to the eivester. And we're taking that which was a yesh, and bending it to serve the Amish. So we're elevating Klipas Naiga and bringing it to Bitel. Well, that's the avayda. Now, But that's only that you're keeping the thing attached to, to its Gidol, to its source. Source is Elokus. Elokus is the source from where it's growing. Cutting something off is, is really taking the Yesh and making it be more Yesh instead of it being bottled to its source, recognizing a source, it's becoming an independent being, separated from its source. So, And it should not be bottled to its source. Now, during the week if you do this, okay, during the week, that's a struggle during the week. you bottle, you're not bottled. But on Shabbos, everything should be naturally bottled to the Eibishter. Shabbos, there's no such a... Even a hypothetic thought that chas there should be something not bottled to the Aibish. Because all of again, Ra has completely been swept away under the world. Everything in the world on Shabbos is in a state of compliance with God's will. That's, and that's why even eating on Shabbos is naturally a mitzvah, it's naturally holy. Because the very same activity that during the week can become, can be so distracting from a person's bitl tashem. Ta on Shabbos it's part of your service of the Abra's because Gashmias is elevated. So Veloyah Batl Bimqari, but he doesn't want it to be botulmuccariamhayah mahavoiz. Ubiyai mah shabas and on the day of Shabbos Sha'az is Shabrus Aitza Dazva this is a day when the Eitz HaDas is already being naturally elevated into the Eitz bottle, that the Yesh is BaTal. And in general, what does it mean? There is an elevation in all worlds. The Eitz HaDas gets separated from the Ra, and it rises up to touch the Eitz HaChayim. And that means us, that we are generally living in the Eitz HaDas world, can experience this great avarabah. This Mashiach that's going to be, you know, after the Arla goes away and we'll be able to experience this great love, we can experience a a little bit of that every Shabbos. Comes on Shabbos and you uproot something from where it's from its shayrish. You're insisting on Shabbos that you don't want to be bottled to the Ebrestein. That's already a big here. That's why it says even an Amaris doesn't lie on Shabbos. So sometimes you think to yourself, oh, Shabbos. Yeah, I always notice in the Shabbos. I don't have Yitzhahar like you have Avdari. You just don't have it." So if Chas Risholim, you go ahead and you push yourself. It's almost like you have to create for yourself a Yitzhahar on Shabbos. And if Chas Risholim, someone goes and makes a Yitzhahar being a Yesh on Shabbos, that's like uncalled for. During the week, that that's that's the that that's, that, that, that's the playing field. That's where the the, the 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 you're in the arena where the battle is taking place. On Shabbos you're above the arena. So don't don't take something and disconnect it on Shabbos. And that's what he did. Shabbos, nothing should be disconnected. And that's what he was doing. He was disconnecting. a It's the opposite of a bitl in its source. is through this He's poigim in the in the wood. In both the words, in the Eitz the because in other words, he was telling the Eitz to remain Eitz to evera, not be connected to the Eitz HaChai. Eitz ve Eitz So the Zohar says an interesting thing, that he was thinking which one is greater. Maybe he was thinking, like similar to Kairach, now, once you say the ikar is in is that we don't need a tzaddik, you don't have to. Whatever. That's the, the Reb explains the whole hate of Kairach, which came after the chayt of Maraglim. Same idea. Once you find out that the eitzadas is where it is, so maybe you don't need eitzachat. I'm not exactly sure how you fit it into that idea that the Zohar says that he was. The Zohar says the loshen over there that he was like inquiring which one is greater, eitzadas or eitzachat. Wow, But now we understand why being mekoshesh eats him is going against the very the very idea of Shabbos. Not just an Indian prati. That's the idea. All right, everyone. That's, and then there's an explanation on the Meimor. You can do it on your own.